Hello. Hi. How's it going? We're here. And it's WrestleMania. WrestleMania! WrestleMania! <laughs> Yay! Yay. It's the, all been leading up to this. Yeah. We've so we started at Royal Rumble. Yeah. And now which is the beginning of the road to WrestleMania. Yeah. Which I think would say yeah, it's the biggest season yeah. in the WWE. Mm-hmm. And uh, now we're here and it was a long day of wrestling. It sure was. Um it was oh. the main show was scheduled for four hours, but yeah. they bought five hours. They can go as long as they want on the network, but they yeah. bought five hours of pay-per-view time for the pay-per-view channels. Mm-hmm. So they knew they could go over, and it was almost five hours. Jeez. And then there was a two-hour pre-show yeah. that aired on YouTube or USA Which network. I actually ended up watching. You did? Yeah. Oh, okay, because I, I had some notes to run through I didn't through take matches. any notes, but I, I remember, because it was only okay. like three matches. Yeah, exactly. This is going to be Sidewalk Slam WrestleMania 2016. Yes. Uh, well, should we say WrestleMania weekend? Because I kind of want to touch on NXT just sure. briefly. Just oh because. yeah, yeah. All right. So, Preamble for yeah. We'll start we'll, some of the some of the best matches of the weekend. Yeah, we'll start there. Like Friday was Takeover Dallas. Yeah. NXT. It it just keeps getting better. It was really like, good. I, I, I can't. I I won't go on and on about it because I probably could. But the whole <laughs> card is stacked. Yeah. Every match is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And it has Zayn versus Nakamura. And for those of you that don't know, the one of the newest sign, signings by the WWE was Shinsuke Nakamura. And he's this huge star over in Japan, and uh, he was the, uh, I think he was the longest reigning intercontinental champion over in New uh, Japan. New Japan Pro yeah, Wrestling. New Japan Pro Wrestling. Shinsuke Nakamura versus Sami Zayn is one of the matches for the rest of my life that I will point people to, mm. who say like, hey, I just got the network, or hey, I just, I'm really interested in wrestling now. Yeah. And I'll be like, this is a match that has no pre-existing storyline that you can go into and watch how a match can tell a story without any build-up. Yeah. And even just watching two men who are at the top of their game and just, like... I mean, it was used over and over again throughout the whole match, but, like, Nakamura just oozes charisma. Oh, yeah. Like, it's just... He's this weird, He's very, flowy, very like, strange guy. janky kind of, like, octopus, you yeah. know? Like, it, it, it shouldn't work. Yeah. When you look at somebody wrestling the style that Shinsuke does, you're like, it shouldn't work, but it does. Yeah. And I had goosebumps the whole time. I've watched that match like five times <laughs> since, in a week, like oh, this yeah. is last week. So go check it out if you haven't. I highly recommend it. And speaking of Shinsuke Nakamura, Strong Style is taking over in NXT because the next match was yeah. Bailey, yes. the NXT Women's Champion, defending yeah. against Asuka, yes. who is known as Kana in Japan. Yeah. And she is the... She's the queen of strong style. The empress of tomorrow. Yeah, which I think we've said before. Strong style is basically you hit them really hard. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Like, strong style is just like, boy, those hits look so real. Yeah, because they are. (laughs) There's a a moment in the Sami Zayn Nakamura match where they're trading forearms for, like, I don't know. It's only, like, a couple minutes, but it feels like three hours. But it's great. And... Sorry, briefly, the Shinsuke Nakamura Sami Zayn match. A chant I have never heard before in wrestling when the NXT crowd starts chanting, Fight Forever. Yeah, it was awesome. Fight Forever. (laughs) They just just just, didn't want the match to end. Yeah, you know when you watch something and you're just really happy and all you can do is cover your mouth? Yeah. That was me. Yeah. There was multiple, there was even moments during WrestleMania where I did that. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was incredible. And then Asuka and Bailey, which following that match, I would not wish on anybody. A tough act to follow. I feel like they had 
just as good of a match. I actually it rewatched really it. Good. It was really good. And I was like, I'm I like Bailey. I'm not like a diehard Bailey fan, but uh when she passed out that was I was like, wow, I actually feel really bad. Like Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that in a women's match either. Yeah, no. A match loss by it's not even submission. It's um I don't know what I don't know what the it's TKO I guess, I but guess. I mean like do they not do the arm raising thing anymore? I guess they didn't they didn't do the arm raising, which mm. bugged a couple people but whatever. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh Asuka had Bailey in a submission hold and Bailey didn't would not tap out and mm-hmm. then passed out. Passed out. And so Asuka won the won And the, the crowd title. just like you could feel them physically deflate. Oh, like yeah. everyone was like holy crap, she lost. Like yeah. it was really good. So What a great way to keep Bailey as a like oh. a, a crowd favorite, yeah. and everyone loves Asuka too. Yeah, I know. Uh, and then uh, the main event, you. I actually felt really bad for both guys. It was uh, Samoa Joe versus Finn Balor. Mm-hmm. Joe cut open just above his eyebrow or near. In like the first ten seconds, they of like the match. headbutted each other. They showed it. Yeah, and within the first like few minutes of the match, and Joe just was bleeding, bleeding profusely everywhere, and the I mean. Fair on the WWE, like they need to. It's too delicate of a situation not to have people attend to it. You know what I mean? It, like, it's not just that it's blood because they've they've been okay with that to a certain extent recently. It's that it's it was an eye injury, mm-hmm. and it's like we need to look at this. We can't have Joe's eye swell shut during this match. Yeah, exactly. So, so I mean, it they really, had to stop the match. Like, God, it felt bad like for five these or two. six times. Yeah. It killed the pacing. It was still a really great match. Apparently, Samoa Joe looked like a monster. Apparently, the ref for this match mm-hmm. is like a known like deathmatch wrestler. Like he was in CZW. Really? Yeah. Oh. And now he's a ref in NXT. And so like he and Joe like know each other. And at one point, Joe like looked at the ref and like this was audible. Was like, was just like, please. Yeah, you know, just like please don't stop the match again. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. And yeah, uh, oof, yeah it was, but it was, it was a great match. It was a really good match despite the stoppages. Yeah. Finn Balor came out with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre homage. That was pretty great. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty funny. The uh, oh, and uh, I guess at the beginning of the card there was a tag title match. Yes, yeah, sorry, American Alpha versus the Revival. The Revival. And American Alpha's gimmick is that they're the greatest tag team ever Mark II, I guess. Yeah, pretty much. They're just really athletic. I mean, Chad Gable is a legitimate Olympian. Like, he was in the oh. Olympics in 96? 2000? Somewhere? But did he win a gold medal with a broken freaking neck? Nope. Okay, so he's no he Kurt did, Angle. He's no Kurt saying. Angle, no. <laughs> I think Jason Jordan is also was an NCAA wrestling champion. Oh, so okay, they're legitimately... Sweet. But that's just their gimmick. Like, right. They're American Alpha. They're good wrestlers. Um, I love. I really like Chad Gable's little towel. I don't know why. It just says, always says "Ready, Willing, Gable" on it. <laughs> it was a great match against the Revival. I thought the Revival were awesome in they're, this match. They're great. I really enjoy them. After, after seeing them for the first time at uh, Roadblock, I really enjoyed them. There was this bit where uh, Dash went under the ring mm. and then all the way, Gable, yeah, all the way under the ring, and then Gable was going for the tag, and he crawled out from under the ring and pulled Jason Jordan off, which I thought was just brilliant. <laughs> um, there was a bit where. Dawson put his feet on the ropes, and Dash put his towel yeah. over his feet to keep it, like to help with the pin. Just like great heel stuff. I just love <laughs> it. It's so simple, but and then oh sorry, Baron Corbin and Austin Aries. All I right. felt it was a really good match. Yeah, um, there was even a chant for Baron Corbin. He's like the dueling chance. He's, like, he's turned a lot of people around on him. Yeah, he's he's uh, through through a lot of hard work 
mm-hmm. and you know, like improving in the ring, improving on promos, but just like just like working hard. He has really turned a lot of public opinion around on on him as a character and yeah. wrestler, which will prove relevant. But yeah, NXT Takeover Dallas, check it, was it out. Phenomenal. It was really really good. See it. But now. WrestleMania yes. on Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> WrestleMania kickoff brought to you by Mountain Dew Kickstart. Yeah, as it always is for some reason. <laughs> First of all, my my impression of WrestleMania as a whole. If we're gonna talk about the pre-show, then yeah. we, we'll we'll do the whole thing. Uh, I've tweeted about this. I've said it on streams when people have asked over the past week. Uh, I felt that uh, I had a lot of fun watching WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. M- most of the matches. Because not every one of them, but most of the matches in a vacuum yeah. were phenomenal. Just yes. really great. That wasn't meant to be an AJ Styles joke. Really, <laughs> just really solid, bell to bell, great, entertaining matches to watch. Mm. And the finishes to the matches, like the winners in that vacuum, made perfect sense. Yeah. And it was like, these are all sweet matches. In the broader realm of WWE storytelling, I had a lot of problems. Oh, yeah. I had so many problems. And so I'm the whole show, I was like, this is really... What? Yeah. Dude, the whole show was like, it felt like this for me. I was like, that was awesome. What is going on? Oh, my God, this is great. What the hell are they doing? I know. (laughs) I don't understand. So uh, come with us on on this journey. Uh, The best thing to happen in the kickoff show was that... Hall of Famer Lita yeah. unveiled the new women's championship belt. Yes. She gave this wonderful speech about sort of her history in the women's division and the women's division as a whole. And what we've been saying for weeks, you know, that these women are athletes. They're, you know, the the, the name Diva does them no favors. It It's not what they should be. And so, you know, not only are they going to be no longer referred to as divas, but they have the women's championship, which turns out is exactly what that internet mock-up looked like. It looks awesome. Yeah, it looks exactly like the World Heavyweight title. Yeah. A little bit smaller, um, but I love the white. white leather with the red background. It looks super, super cool. They even have the plates, like the same plates, so every every different champion gets like their own... Uh, Side plates. Side plates kind of screwed in. Which is super, super cool. Just adds a little bit. I think it used to be, um, it used to be just their name, I think. I guess for the spinner belt. Yeah. And then the world champion, which was the WCW World Heavyweight title, they would just put a, their name on the mm-hmm. plate. But I think this is a little bit more interesting. But what I loved about this was also at WrestleMania weekend, the like the crowd, whatever crowd was in attendance at this point, because not everyone had filed in yet, but this was, it was like three quarters full at this yeah. point. Uh, the crowd, like on their feet, cheering for yeah. this change. It was, it was awesome. just like, yes, <laughs> this is so good. Like, and... Uh, Immediately, because uh, the uh, the this was this was after the the women's match on the pre-show, but it was before the women's title match. And uh, hearing Michael Cole calling the match as and referring to them as superstars, yes, really smooth, because that's got to be ingrained in him to mm-hmm. to call them to divas. to yeah. to call them divas to stay on brand. It was so nice to hear. No, oh, and I'm so just yeah, the way so that glad they, like I don't even have to. Think about the word yeah. diva. I guess. And so the, the way that the, the way that they did it is also it's um, that basically they're retiring the divas belt, and so the the triple threat women's match, uh, the winner would be crowned women's champion and would receive this belt. Yeah. And the divas title is being retired. The divas title shares somewhat of a lineage with the women's championship, kind of because there was like a unification thing. They had. <laughs> 
Would you believe that the WWE <laughs> briefly had two women's championships? Because yep. this is when Raw and SmackDown were more distinct entities. Mm -hmm. And so they had the women's title on one and they, ha they introduced the Divas title on the other so that they could have feuds on both shows. And then they were uh, unified in a match with, I believe it was Michelle McCool actually unified them. I could be wrong in that. But anyway, unified them and kept the Divas one. But this is a new new championship with new lineage. Yeah. So it doesn't have like Fabulous Moolah held it for 40 years or whatever the hell. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like a clean slate. It's totally clean slate. Yeah. Okay. So I, that's cool. That was really it, interesting. It so, was just a great little thing and we're yeah. both happy. Yeah. And we'll get into that match later. I watched the pre-show live. Yeah, I did you, you went back and watched it. No, I watched oh, it you live. Did, oh, you did yeah. watch it. Okay. I watched it live. Um, I mean, there's not much to really comment no. on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to whip through these pretty quick unless you have some specific stuff to say. Not really. I mean, I, just, I was just going to say in general, a general feeling on the match. Like, uh -huh. Callisto and Ryback. Yeah, this was the I first one. I liked it. It was the U.S. title match. Yeah, for, U.S. title. With uh, Callisto defending against the, the Ryback. The big guy. The big guy. I really liked it a lot more than I thought I would. Yeah, the the crowd that was in attendance at the time was super into this. Yeah, Ryback was just throwing Kalisto around <laughs> yeah. like the whole match. Um, he did kept on he kept on saying like I'm the big guy, you're the little guy a bit too many times. Yeah, or a few too many times. So I was just like, eh, okay, yeah, we get it. Like you're big, he's small. I liked he when he picked Kalisto up outside the ring and just held him at full arm extension above his head and walked up the <laughs> stairs back to the ring. Oh, yeah. And then a couple minutes later, he had a move that is just like throw Kalisto in the air and drop him. Like it was a pop up, nothing. Yeah. Right? It was like Kalisto ran at Ryback. Ryback grabbed him, threw him up in the air, and then just stepped backwards <laughs> yeah. and let him fall. So, yeah, it was just sort of Ryback running roughshod over it. But Kalisto countered the shell shock into a DDT. Yeah. Uh, the shell shock being Ryback's finisher. Ryback kicked out of that, but. This was, the, this was the weird finish to the match. Oh, yeah. Now I remember. Ryback has Kalisto in the corner and is picking him up by his ankles to try and rip him out of the corner. And yeah. Kalisto's holding on. Accidentally, and I do believe that this is, like, obviously it was intentional from a, from a meta perspective. But in mm -hmm. the match, I think that it was still meant to appear as an accident, not like an active, an, an active uh, heel by, by Kalisto. He rips off one of the turnbuckle pads. Yeah. Because he's just scrambling and grabbing for anything yeah. and it wasn't properly secured. Mm -hmm. And so Ryback yanks on Kalisto and he, Kalisto rips the turnbuckle pad off and then trips Ryback into the exposed turnbuckle. Yeah. And which dazes Ryback, allowing Kalisto to hit the Salida del Sol mm -hmm. and pin him and retain the championship. Yeah. Do you think that's like a disqualification? No, it, it it never usually is. I guess because throwing people in the stairs is a disqualification. Yeah, it's, it's like the ring. it's the the ring master's job to keep <laughs> those keep those things tied on. Yeah, I don't know. It was it was a weird finish, but it was a fine match. It made sense because Kalisto only beat Ryback after he got hit with help, with right? With help, yeah. So they they can they can keep that sort of big guy little guy feud going. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I. I mean, we predicted Ryback would win because it would sort of further his character. Yeah. So this kind of surprised me, but maybe they're going to do something else with it. I, I just want to see them elevate the U.S. title a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, by the way, sign of the night, as far as I'm concerned, showed up in the background during this match yeah. because it's it's a great commentary on WWE and a Monty Python reference. <laughs> someone I think I walked in with up. a big sign, what has Roman ever done for us? <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Really uh, good. All right. So then, yeah. the uh, five-on-five yeah. Divas tag team match. Uh, okay. 
This match was way better than it should have been. Dude, I loved this match. I thought it was so much fun. Just like Traditionally, yeah. multi-diva tag matches yeah. or battle royals or whatever are awful because yeah. they don't care. It starts with two people doing some moves, mm -hmm. then everyone runs, runs in the ring, and they just turns into a melee, and everyone's pulling hair and flipping around, and it it's... Bad. And considering how rapidly this match was thrown together, which we talked about last episode, yeah. I was expecting to, it to just be... Uh, I was expecting a shit show, let's yeah. be honest. I, I did not have faith in this match. Someone booked this match. <laughs> yeah. Someone actually had thoughts about how it should progress and mm -hmm. what the internal storyline of the match should be and how, you know... Rising action and stuff over the course of it. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. So Team Total Divas, led yeah. by Brie, which is uh, Brie, Eva Marie, Natalia Page, and Alicia Fox, yeah. come out to the Total Divas theme song. Mm -hmm. Team Bad and Blonde comes out to Naomi's music, yeah. which is interesting. Dude, Emma had the best outfit on. Oh, with the, the shoulder, shoulder pads? pads? Yeah. I, said, I think I said on Twitter she looked like a Power Ranger She did. Villain. So it was Naomi, <laughs> Lana, Emma, Summer Rae, and Tamina. Summer Rae had a cape, which I thought was cool. Yeah. Lana had a train. Yeah, yeah. Lana's cape, this massive cape going yeah. down to the ring. So, okay, here are some spots I picked out that I really enjoyed. Yeah. Alicia Fox hits a tilt-a-whirl backbreaker on Summer. Yep. And then that's when things break down. Yeah. And everyone rushes the ring, and I'm like, all right, here, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> it cuts to commercial, which is a little weird that they cut to commercials during the kickoff show. Do they do that? Did they do that during the U.S. title match? Yeah, it's because this was this was airing on USA. Yeah, that's so what I thought. I was like, man, it must breaks. be on USA because yeah. so it was a little weird. Yeah. But no, so it comes back. The ref has got control of it. They've tagged Eva Marie in, who is just oh. soaking in the booze. Oh, it's she's awesome. just like. Whatever crowd, yeah. bring it on! And everyone was ready for her to mess up. She kept she kept her move simple, she but did like everything a, was clean. She did like a really good uh, head scissor. Yeah, I think at one point everything she match. did was yeah. totally clean. Yeah, she goes to the tag. Paige is begging to be tagged in. Yeah, Eva like taunts her with it, and then slaps Natalia to tag Natalia in. Yeah. Who's like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. No one else on her team likes Eva Marie. Yeah. Natalia and Paige hit a heart attack. Which was awesome. On Naomi, <laughs> yeah. which was the, the heart foundation uh, yeah. finisher, which was really sweet. Paige is now the only person in history to not successfully reverse a wheelbarrow suplex. Oh, yeah! <laughs> so typically, you'll yeah. see, so Emma did this wheelbarrow suplex on Paige, which is you sort of contrivedly get them into sort of like you're playing wheelbarrows, yeah. and then you flip them over your back, yeah. and but... It, it precedes with a bounce, and every time anyone ever, ever, ever tries to do a wheelbarrow suplex, the the the, the victim in this case just tucks under and goes through the person's legs and yeah. flips them over. Yeah. But this was actually executed. She we were let her do it. we were like, Paige, do you not know how a wheelbarrow <laughs> suplex works? It was just kind of funny. Maybe it's different in England. Yeah. Mm. Natalia goes to super black superplex team bad while they have Paige up on the Turnbuckle. So Paige yeah. on the turnbuckle. Oh, yeah. Naomi and Tamina are up there, and it looks like Natalia goes over and tries to do a superplex of of them off the off the top, mm -hmm. and messes up. I mm -hmm. think, and I don't know if this was if they just moved to the next plan spot or if this was a beautifully called audible, because it gets a little messy. Paige sort of like throws Naomi over yeah. and then throws Tamina over the ropes from the turnbuckle, and then the other members of Team Bad and Blonde got in position and Paige jumped off the top turnbuckle onto the whole team outside the ring, yeah. which was a sweet spot. And I don't know if that was just like 
if if they just smoothly moved to the next I think it was just, spot, or if they were just like, let's just do this. I but think they audible. That was a been. really yeah. clean audible for something that big. And that, I think that was the point too, where Lana was outside telling everyone to get up. Yeah, and she's like, hey, get up. Yeah. <laughs> Emma wangs her head on the bottom turnbuckle pad at one point. Yeah, which looked really painful. Dude, Emma shine or yeah, really yeah. shined in this match. I thought she was really great. Brie finally gets tagged in, yeah. much to raucous applause. She hits the yes kicks on Naomi into yeah. the Bella Buster. Mm-hmm. And there's there's this great sequence where everyone kind of chains all these moves together, where yeah. it's like there's two people in the ring, and like A knocks out B, so then C runs in and knocks out A, so then D runs in and knocks out C. So, mm-hmm. the, And it's just like this back and forth. Yeah. And it looked really good. Yeah, man. It was clean and quick and fun. It and was just fun. It was match good. was fun. It was. <laughs> yeah. Naomi counters Brie mode into a oh, yeah. uh, sort of a springboard moonsault yeah. off the top rope. Brie goes to the top rope. Lana, with perfect timing, like she couldn't, if she'd waited a split second longer, it would have looked awkward. But Lana runs around the ring up and knocks Brie off the top rope. Yeah. But then Brie manages to get Naomi into the yes lock, yeah. Daniel Bryan's submission, for the win. Brie wins. Nikki Bella comes out, yeah. still still in her uh, cervical collar, uh, and they all celebrate. And this is probably the last time that we will see either of them in the ring. This was basically Brie's retirement match. Yeah, this was basically, like, no pomp and circumstance. They didn't even mention they it cut away. They started to celebrate, and then they cut away. Yeah. I, I assume the production truck Do didn't you think know, this but... Be- Brie has since confirmed that, yeah, she's retiring from in-ring competition, and Nikki, as we mentioned before, basically won't be cleared because of her neck injury, and mm-hmm. so they will both stay on with the WWE as sort of like brand ambassadors, but mm-hmm. they're, they're done for in-ring competition. Wow. Which is I didn't know that rough. I didn't know that Nikki was done. Yeah, it's, uh, she's, she's, not, she's not cleared. She has basically sort of the same kind of thing that Edge had. Oh, shit. Yeah, okay. yeah. like pro- neck bad, do not take bumps kind mm-hmm. of thing. So it's like, wow. I would have liked them to linger the camera on that moment a little longer when the rest of the team was, 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 they even, was yeah, carrying Brie around. Yeah, they put Brie on their shoulders. And, and then cut to the, to, the, to the concession line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it was... Hey, it was know, yeah. So, and, you know, like we said, I think, in one of the first couple episodes, like, the Bellas, when they started, were not good. Mm-mm. But... Boy, they've worked hard. Yeah, they've worked hard. And, you know, it sucks. And that you can think whatever you want about who they're in married relationship to, yeah. they're married to. Yeah. But, hey, man, hard yeah. work's hard work. And you can tell from when they started and then to where they are now, mm-hmm. especially Brie. Yeah, yeah, um, big time. I'm glad, by the way, that, like, Nikki's, sadly, and this sucks because we mentioned this before, uh, that this has happened before with people and it sucks every time being forced out of in-ring competition. Yeah. Um, uh, Brie is voluntarily retiring from in-ring competition because to have a family with Daniel, yeah. basically. And, uh, you know, that's that's rough, though, that they had shown such improvement and now... Because the, they had, like, Comic-Con press conferences or something. They were like, yeah, actually, we'd love to be down in NXT. They get storylines and stuff. Yeah. You know, like, they were, like, kind of... You know, shit talking the main roster yeah. and, and its treatment of the women. Yeah. And now that they're finally taking it seriously, it sucks that they're on their way out. But and then the last match on the pre-show was the Dudleys versus the Usos. Yep. Was uh, this match like literally five minutes long? It, it was felt like pretty quick. Yeah. yeah. Um, Bubba spends the whole time punching them and screaming, "This is what we did to your father, Rikishi." Yeah. <laughs> 
in case they forgot who their father was. Yeah. You think you could just say, this is what we did to your father. Yeah. But for the benefit of those playing at home, <laughs> yeah. their father was Rikichi. Yeah. The only thing I really remember from this match is there were a lot of super kicks. Yep. And at one point, Bubba Ray gets super kicked and just does a full-on flare flop. Yes, I wrote that down too. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I didn't take notes for the pre-show. I was just yeah. like, yeah, whatever. Like, I'm glad you remembered the remember. flare flop, though. Yeah, it was really funny. Flop. This is a, it's the, the Rick flare. Thing. It's a thing that he's known for doing. Yeah. I don't know if it's just if he does it for fun or if it's he's trying to make his opponent look bad or if it's just Rick being Rick. Yeah. But sometimes he'll get hit with something and then just like stand there dazed for a sec yeah. and then just go bam, <laughs> yeah. just like whoomp yeah. forward on his face. And so Bubba did this like whoa, yeah. Poof. The Usos win, yeah. But then the Dudleys beat them up, yeah. And then they get the tables, even though they said they wouldn't get the tables because they're heels now. Mm-hmm. And then they get yeah. the tables. And then the Usos grab the tables yeah. and put the Dudleys through the tables. Like, why were the Dudleys <laughs> just grabbing tables? Like, I don't... They went through this whole thing where they were like, we're not doing the tables anymore. And I was like, awesome. Like, don't give them the tables. I mean, so A, I guess it's WrestleMania. But B, I think it's this, like, because they're being heels, they don't even stick to their own word, I, I guess. guess. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. It was... This, this, this was the least interesting match of the night. Yeah. By far. And so it's like, okay. All right. Whatever. Anyway, that was the kickoff show. Here we go. WrestleMania proper. Yes. All-star video package. Yeah. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. The, the intro video package with, it was Kelsey Grammer narrating it. Oh, shit, it was. Yeah. yeah. And the, the music was, um, oh, who, it, it's the side project from Mike Shinoda from Linkin Park. Um, oh, I don't know. Is this really, like, in context, this great track that was just like pumping everything up and yeah. like really cool graphics and really nice editing. It was just like, it was the hype video for what you're about to see, basically. Yeah. And it was like sweet. Dude, WWE's always good at that. Like, yeah. The promo videos are always great. Mm hmm. Except <laughs> the writing in this thing is like, it's time for a new chapter. And it's like, yeah, but nothing like, nothing, nothing changed. changed. Nothing yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess, well, okay. Implications of the main event, to a certain extent, we'll talk about it. Yeah. Main announce table, Spanish table, German table. Oh, yeah, it goes on forever. Off camera, or like, not at ringside, French, Italian, Russian, Portuguese, and Japanese tables. Yeah. And who's who's doing commentary on the Japanese table? Funaki! Indeed! <laughs> yeah, Funaki and, like, some other guy. One of these tables, too, like, they were, like, panning over them, and they were saying something, and they just, like, kept going. Like, <laughs> not, not fast enough. <laughs> well, yeah, there's a million tables in a million different languages. I was like, man, I was hoping to see somebody, like, a match spill over to, like, the extra announce table spot. <laughs> that would be difficult. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, the uh, re- relevant that there are three announce tables. Yeah. Opening match. Yep. How to start strong. The Intercontinental Championship ladder match. This is the match that started last year's? I think so, yeah. As well? Dolph Ziggler, The Miz, Stardust, Sami Zayn, Sin Cara, Zack Ryder, and champion Kevin Owens. Yeah. In Dude, an Intercontinental ladder The match. crowd loves Sami Zayn. Oh, yeah. Like, I, 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 a lot of the people that His were there... His theme song is fun to sing along to. Oh, yeah. The whole... I, <laughs> I think I said that... Um, the crowd singing along to Sami Zayn's theme music is my spirit animal. Because it's just so much fun. Like, it's just like, they look like they're having fun, and all these men get a good pop 
Oh yeah. I just yeah, I kept, I wrote like three or four notes here about just like Sami Zayn and like how over he was. Yeah. I like that he and Owens go for each other almost immediately. Immediate. I love how anytime they're in the ring together, they just start fighting. Like that's it. They don't even they don't even have to say anything. There's a there was a gif that I saw going around that was like captioned you and I are meant to do this forever. I retweeted that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's because they do this spot in this match where the ladder is leaning up on the top rope yeah. into the ring, so it's on like a 45, and Sami Zayn runs at Owens, and Owens flip like ducks and flips him over so that Sami lands upside down back first on the ladder. Yeah. And it was that clip, and them doing that like three other times in different <laughs> indie shows. Yeah. And it's like, wow, they've, they've been doing this for a while. Yeah, they've been wrestling each other for like 10 years or something. I Speaking of Sami Zayn, one of my favorite moves of this whole match is Sami's in the ring, Five of the other competitors are outside the oh, ring yeah, on the ramp great. side, yeah. and Owens is outside the ring on the announce table side. Sammy does a suicide dive through the ladder, yeah. through the A of a ladder, over the rope into the five guys outside. Yeah. Then gets up, shakes it off, runs around the ring, and does his move that I don't recall the name of. Where I he don't think it has a name, but dives yeah. through the ropes onto. Owens, yeah. is it, it's into a DDT? It's into a tornado DDT. Yeah, yeah uh, onto Owens outside the announce table. It was this amazing sequence where it's like, Sammy's just beaten everyone. <laughs> yeah, there was a, a moment where he tried to do that in the Nakamura match, Yeah, and Nakamura just kicked him in the head when he, <laughs> when he dove through the thing. Yeah. He was like, pap. <laughs> uh, um, what else was there? We've explained the term spot fest before. Yeah. This match is just like a lot of really cool stuff yeah. happening. But they did manage to, to do, to get like a little bit of story uh, of uh, storytelling through with, with stuff like Sam. It was mostly Owens. just Zane and Owens, really. Because yeah. I mean, like that's the story that a lot of people want to see, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. There was a great bit where I think it was, I can't remember who pushed the, the ladder. I think it was Kevin Owens. Pushed uh, the ladder Sa- Sin Cara. Sammy actually pushed the ladder. Oh, Sammy? Yeah. Sin Cara's on top of this ladder and Sammy pushes the ladder over and Sin Cara falls off the ladder, lands on the rope oh. and does like a flip, like springboards off the rope onto the outside onto people. Boy, I, I hope they practice that. Yo. Yeah, I know. Like, what if he, like, what if it had gone wrong? The, the margin for error is like yeah. <laughs> zero. There's a part where Ziggler super kicks everyone in the ring. Yeah. He like super kick, super kick, super kick, super kick, warming up the band, super kick. Yeah. And he's the only one left in the ring. And then Owens comes in, yeah. but Owens also uses a super kick. They <laughs> super kick each, each other, other yeah. and they're just both down. That was great. Which was great. I don't think we I can't remember ever seeing that. Like the double super kick. Yeah. I I've seen it before, possibly yeah. with these guys, but not in this sort of context. Yeah. Ryder climbs up the ladder at one point, yeah. and it's like way in the corner, and we're like, Ryder, no, what, what are you doing? Are you going to try and jump for the, the title from yeah. there? This is stupid. No, no, he's going to elbow drop from the top of the ladder. Yeah. Sorry, the elbow drop. El- <laughs> Get your names woo, right. God damn it. Woo, woo. <laughs> uh, that was pretty friggin' impressive. Yeah, it was super impressive. Stardust pulls out the polka dot ladder. Yeah. Contribute to Dusty Rhodes, yeah. His outfit, he's, yeah. he's got the, the, the polka dots. It says hard times on the back because mm-hmm. uh, uh, his dad, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, passed away this year. Yeah, and this then is they WrestleMania tribute. unveiled a statue to him. Oh, right, at yeah. uh, Titan Towers or yeah. whatever it was, yeah. Kevin Owens does a frog splash onto Sami Zayn yep. when he's laying on the ladder. Mm-hmm. Sin Cara has a, or someone sets up a ladder between the ring apron and the barricade. Yeah. S- Stardust jumps up to the apron and Sinkara knocks him down so that he falls back sort of dazed onto the ladder and then Sinkara starts going up a ladder 
and then Owens tips Sin Cara off the ladder yeah. through Stardust yeah. through the table. So it's like, oh, those guys are out. Yeah. That happens most. I remember seeing Edge broken in half by a very similar move at a WrestleMania some some years ago. That yeah. that same like that same ladder placement and mm-hmm. Edge lying down and someone going through Edge yeah. and you're like, oh, they're dead. They're <laughs> dead. <laughs> He's dead. Sami Zayn does like a half Nelson suplex onto a ladder. With oh, KO. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Takes takes Kevin Owens out by yeah, yeah throwing him into the ladder. Yeah. Oof, which looks really painful. Looks yeah. It's, it's German suplexes are always scary mm. um, because. I mean, for obvious reasons, like it's all the pressure. If you don't bump it right, yeah, like all the pressures on the back of your head and your neck. More so when you're on a ladder. Yeah, and when you do it onto a ladder, like it just. Some people just don't respect the amount of danger that's in these matches. Oh yeah, it's like super dangerous. Ladder matches are harsh. Yeah, especially multi-match, like planning out these matches and making it all go smoothly. Yeah, and keeping the timing down for everything, and and throw all of that into. Um possibly volatile yeah. situations if something goes wrong. And it's easy to, to when you're watching, look at like the Sin Cara Stardust spot and be mm-hmm. like, oh, that's a gimmick ladder. You know, it was designed to break like that. It's yeah. like, yeah, he still had a guy fall on him and From then like, 20 feet or there's no way that feet. doesn't hurt. Yeah, exactly. Zane starts climbing yeah. the ladder. Miz tips his ladder over yeah. and dumps him out of the ring and then writes the ladder that's again does. Yeah. and climbs up. And there's no one else there. There's no one to challenge him. So Miz, because he's the Miz, and he's awesome, and he's an asshole, soaks it up. I love that. He starts taking it in at the top of the ladder, gloating almost. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, this is beautiful. It's so good. And then, out of nowhere, Zack Ryder runs up the back of the ladder, knocks Miz off, and grabs the title. Zack Ryder wins? Zack Ryder wins at WrestleMania. My boy. <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited. Dude, I did not expect that. Yeah. Never in a million years. I was like, Kevin Owens is walking out of this match 100% with the title. I certainly never expected Zack Ryder yeah. to be the one to win. And boy, did he look happy. Oh, yeah. His dad jumped in the ring. Yeah, it was wonderful. Good for him. Good for Zack Ryder. Like, having, his- having the... the 100,000 strong WrestleMania crowd do the woo woo woo. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah, good for Zack Ryder. Good for Zack Ryder. It's my favorite finish of the night. <laughs> really? Well, <laughs> in terms of booking. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess we should. Do we have to preface that we've already watched Raw from the next night? Uh, I guess. I mean. We're, we're probably not going to touch on it. Well, I guess we can just like briefly sort of discuss what happens. The next night on Raw. Miz challenges him to a match. Yeah. Miz comes out, goads Zack Ryder into a match. They have the match, and through distraction of Miz's wife, yeah, Maurice. I wasn't around for. I missed Maurice. So. She's she's great. Yeah, she was actually very good in the ring as a as a heel. And they're they're actually married in real life. Mm-hmm. And so Maurice is back, surprise, out yeah. of nowhere, and owing to distraction and and interference from Maurice. Miz wins the title. Yeah. So Ryder was champion for a day. <laughs> they had a rematch at SmackDown, which, which there was also interference with Maurice. Mm-hmm. So Ryder still lost. But they played, there was this backstage promo mm-hmm. with Ryder getting real upset and like throwing stuff around backstage. This was like a WWE internet. Uh, uh, like an online exclusive. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's challenging Miz to a one on one 
rematch at Payback. Okay. Which will be the next special. And I like it doesn't look like like it sucks that he lost the title the next night, but if they're using this as a way to like legitimately build him up as this big underdog, m- more so than he was. Um <laughs> <laughs> like if they're using it to advance the storyline, yeah. then and Ryder's still in that picture, then sweet. Okay. If it was just like, well, let's give him his WrestleMania moment and then take it away from him. That's nice that he got to win at WrestleMania, but it's also like, Meh. yeah, it's like doesn't mean anything. But it looks like they're sticking with it, mm-hmm. so I'm I'm happy about that. Yeah. So I I I I, I hope that Ryder gets to finally get some <laughs> recognition that he deserves. Because from like a from a kayfabe standpoint. Whoever's running the company mm-hmm. should be like, well, Miz, you need to stop getting interference. You need to stop interfering, getting yeah. interference in the matches. Yeah, you need yeah. to defend this title. You need to win it fair and square, and you got to defend it fair and square. Mm-hmm. And the more you interfere, the more rematches Ryder's going to get. Yeah. Right? That's kind of just how I see it anyway. I felt it was kind of weird, like this big moment, and I was really happy for Ryder, and then the next night he loses the title, even though there were shenanigans, right? Yeah. But even then, I'm just like, that's really weird. I am pleased to see Maurice back because, like I said, she was really good. Yeah. And, uh, but it was never acknowledged on camera that they were married. Mm-hmm. But now they are. But now they're just like, oh yeah, that's 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 Mrs. Wife Maurice. A couple, right? I think they were calling like a couple A-listers. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> now uh, I don't know if they are married or if they're just in a in a long term relationship. Yeah. But I think they're married. Right. Well, no, they are. Oh. Miz and Miz and Marisa. Oh yeah, yeah. But Ryder and Emma. Yeah, they're just in a relationship. Are a couple, and yeah. so people have been like, we should get Emma involved in this. But Emma's a heel. Yeah. And so that's not really going to work. No. Unless I saw one theory that I quite liked, which was that Emma is a is a heel who does heel things to help her face boyfriend who keeps being like, don't do that. <laughs> Stop! That'd be great. Yeah. He's, he's like trying to be a good guy, but yeah. his girlfriend is being a, being Just a jerk. Cheating for him. Second match is Jericho versus AJ Styles. Yeah, the video package involves Jericho being angry at the internet. Oh yeah. He's sitting in a dark room looking at a laptop, just being like, I'm so mad at AJ Styles. Why does everyone like AJ? Yeah. Jericho comes out with a fancy new light-up jacket and yeah. trunks that say GOAT. Yeah, the GOAT! Which, which, for those keeping score at home, stands for greatest of all time. Yeah. Which I figured out way more recently than I would like to admit. <laughs> like, within the past year. Oh, I was really? like, why is... Why, like, why do people say like, GOAT? Why is... Yeah. Why does... Like, this guy's the GOAT. I'm like, the hell does that mean? <laughs> well, I don't get it. Oh, that oh, makes more greatest sense. Greatest of all time. So, yep. I don't know what to say about this match. I thought it was sweet. Yeah. It was fun to watch. It was so much fun. I thought fun. it was a fantastic match, but I, I don't know what to say about it. Yeah. Jericho kicked out of the Styles Clash. Yeah. And uh, what else? Styles did the Jericho's kind of corner turnbuckle, like the drop kick. Oh, yeah. He reversed it. Like, he was on the outside, and then he, like, that, that Jericho was cool. went to that... go do it, and then he saw AJ moving and then landed on the apron himself, and then AJ. That was a sweet around. back and forth. Yeah, that was yeah. super cool. Jericho yeah. did the flex pin. Which he hasn't done in years. And when I say the flex pin, it's when he puts his one foot on the guy and he goes, come on, baby! He does that and he did it. And I, I marked out so hard. I was like, that's... Because he did that in WCW all the time. Right. And I haven't seen him do it in so long. But when he's, come on, baby! Oh, fuck, it's the best. <laughs> I fucking love it. Yeah, I mean, the match was really good. Yeah. Uh, I don't... I think it could have maybe done... I mean, a lot of these matches could have... Some of them. I shouldn't say a lot. Some of them could have done or benefited from more time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jericho reverses the Pele kick into the walls of Jericho at yeah, one point. that was sweet. 
And then uh, eventually the ending of the match comes and uh, AJ is going for the phenomenal forearm. Mm-hmm. and Which is the jumping up on the is, yeah, third rope. and The springboard forearm from kind of like the apron. Yeah. And Jericho turns it into the code breaker. Mm-hmm. Gets a one, two, three. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are really upset about this. Yeah. I was okay with it. Well, this is, this is what I'm saying, right? It's like in the context of this match, mm-hmm. if you look at the match in a complete vacuum, with Chris Jericho versus AJ Styles, they put on a phenomenal match, and yeah. either of them could have easily won it, and as it happens in this case, Chris Jericho reversed into the code breaker, and he mm-hmm. got the win. Yeah. In the grand scheme of what they were doing with that storyline, yeah. it's weird that AJ didn't get to prove himself at WrestleMania, yeah. right? That seems odd. Yeah. I don't think it's the end of the world. I don't think that AJ has to ha- has to win at his first WrestleMania match ever. Yeah. He will have other matches at yeah, WrestleMania. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, Jericho's kind of on his way out. Yeah, but it is weird that after all of this bickering back and forth between him and Jericho, for the face not to get the comeuppance on the heel mm-hmm. is a little weird. But I didn't think it was the end of the world. Yeah. It was also weird, like, because it was their fourth match, right? Yeah. So it's like, they've already had the rubber match. Now they're even. Now they're actually just even, too, too. Yeah. The next night, AJ Styles wins a number one contenders match. Yes, he does. And he pinned Chris Jericho with the Styles Clash. Yep. So, I mean... Because it was a four... It was a fatal four-way, right? Fatal four-way, yeah. Yeah, so the next night on Raw, they have a fatal four-way for the number one contender. It was, uh, it was Styles, Jericho... Owens. Owens and, and then Cesaro. Cesaro came back. Surprise return. Because it was they going were, to be Sami Zayn. Yeah. But he got attacked. No, yeah, he by, got he got attacked by Owens. Got attacked by Owens. Yeah, powerbomb through a table. Yeah. And then people called it, you could hear people chanting Cesaro before yeah. even his music hit. The Swiss Superman, yeah. Cesaro, who comes Oops. out in a suit. Yeah. Rips his suit off and he's got his ring gear on underneath. Yeah, does his best rock impression. Yeah, I'm. I, I'm glad to see Cesaro oh, back. I love Cesaro, and I'm glad to see him being put into the title picture. Even though he didn't win the number one contenders match, yeah. to have him even in that match on, uh, uh, upon his return is yeah. like, okay, good. Thank God, because Cesaro just, deserves a lot better than he's Cesaro been getting. Cesaro is so good in that ring, and he proved it in that match too. Oh yeah. Um, Sadly, like, we're not really going to get into Raw that heavily, but, I mean, we're just going over the storyline stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think it's okay. It was weird watching AJ lose, but watching the show the next night, I was like, okay, well, that's that the makes thing. more sense. That's the thing. The Raw, a lot, of, a lot of the problems I had with WrestleMania mm-hmm. were made up for the next night on Raw. Yeah. But that's not an excuse. Because no, it still not. meant that Mania, in it, as, a, as itself, was like, WrestleMania is supposed to be the culmination. Yeah. It's not supposed to leave you going, huh? What happens and now? then you watch yeah. Raw the next night and go, oh, oh yeah. that's not. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a great point. Like, yeah. I don't want. I'm not trying to like say like, hey, it's okay that Mania had some very bizarre yeah. booking decisions. W- really weird, it's, but but so AJ Styles has a match against the heavyweight champion at Payback. <laughs> yep. After this match, we got a backstage segment with Zack Ryder. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he talks about how when he was a kid, he got to take a picture. When he was eight. When he was eight, he took a picture with Razor Ramon and his Intercontinental title. And so he's going to go find Scott Hall, who is backstage, backstage, and and take a picture with him with his Intercontinental title. Yeah. Which which I thought was great. Which they did. Yeah. It's it's the same belt now, too. Oh, is it? It's gone through, uh, went through a different design and came back. Yeah, I don't really like, I like this one. I don't like the oval one. No. New effing day. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. This is the best. I love oh, this. Oh, WrestleMania. Don't you dare be sour. <laughs> Clap your hands and feel the power for a 20 foot tall box of cereal. <laughs> There's a giant 
Bootios box on yeah. stage, and it tips over, and giant Bootios tumble out onto the stage, and then the New Day emerges, <laughs> dressed like Ginyu Force from Dragon Ball Z. Xavier's got his hair done up like Goku. And Xavier had a tail. He had a tail. <laughs> They look like they stepped out of Dragon Ball Z. They're yeah. all dressed like Saiyans. They pose like Ginyu Force. Fucking the camera, awesome. I don't know. I don't know if, if because with Xavier's work online, doing up, up, down, down, he's like really into, he's really plugged into the anime and gaming communities. Yeah. And I don't know if he knew and he told the production truck or if the cameraman was just super on the ball but as they're on stage dancing around like that, the camera cuts to, in the crowd, Team Four Star, who do DBZ Abridged. Really? Yeah, Takahata I didn't even know was that. there. Yeah. Little Karibo, who does the marker mark, and Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah. Abridged was there with him. Uh, Lanipator, I think is how you pronounce his name, is holding the, like, the Dragon Ball Team Four Star logo sign. It cuts to them in the crowd. Really? During this moment. And mm. I'm like, how did th- that can't be random? <laughs> It was amazing. It was super cool. So that's that that that's great for them. They of course were just like they came out dressed like Dragon Ball. Oh my god, <laughs> that's awesome. I guess I wouldn't even be able to pick those guys out of a crowd. Like, I think you know it, I, mean? I think like, the sign helped. Oh, okay. That or I that's why I said I'm like maybe Xavier. I didn't even notice that. Like got a, when got wind of it and told yeah. the truck. I have no, no idea. idea. But yeah. yeah. Anyway, it was amazing. League of Nations comes out and has to sort of like walk around this. Oh, yeah, they're blocks. kicking. They kick the cereal kick the like out of their way. Around. All right, can you answer this question for me? Because I have no idea. Okay. When did this become a three-on-three match? I when this... did it stop being about the tag titles? Why was it a four-on-three match? Then it turned into a three-on-three match. What? What happened? <laughs> I don't. I don't get it. Because I don't know, dude. Originally, like, like this. This was because they were talking about it. They were talking about this on Raw, right? Because uh, JBL made that quip about, like, do not treat the trombone as a competitor, Byron. Yeah. Because they were talking about the numbers game. Yeah. And then suddenly it's and it's uh, Del Rio, Rusev, and Sheamus. And it's not like Barrett isn't cleared to wrestle. He's yeah. not injured. I don't, I don't, I don't understand. understand. So we went from a tag team title match yeah. to a four-on-three tag team title match, which I thought it was, yeah. to a, a four-on-three on three match. match. To a three-on-three match, and my problem is that's doesn't that's not special. No, it's this was just like this match could have happened as a Raw main event or yeah. a middle of Raw. Like the, without the four-on-three aspect, there was no like major adversity. Mm-hmm. Like sure, Barrett's at ringside, yeah, but there was no like thing for this match. It was just a fine match yeah. that was okay. Yeah, it was fun. It, yeah, I mean, I had no um, problem with it, but it was like, eh. like I actually have nothing. Really, to mention during the match, except for Biggie dives through the rope and lands straight on his head <laughs> into three guys, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Del Rio does that stomp to Kofi, but outside the ropes. Oh yeah, all I wrote is real stomp to Kofi. Jesus Christ, that looked, that looked painful. <laughs> yeah. um, also, Sheamus did the New Day chant when he was doing his the little New forearm, Day sucks. Yeah. yeah, with his the, with his the forearms. Irish hand grenade or whatever they call that. <laughs> Whatever they call it. Is that it. actually the name? They've called it that before. Oh my yeah. god. They've gone through a bunch of different names. The Irish that. hand grenade. It's like, great, thanks, JBL. And yeah, Xavier, or Xavier, yeah. eats a bull hammer from Barrett outside yeah. the ring into a broke kick from Sheamus yeah. and League of Nations win, which we yeah. called them winning. Yeah. But it, it doesn't mean as much because it's now it's, it, was a, it was a fair match. Yeah, it was just like. So it's like, oh. Okay. All right. Yeah, I mean, going in, there was a lot of extracurricular work you could do. 
for this feud because mm-hmm. New Day posted a lot of stuff to like Twitter and oh yeah yeah social media and yeah they 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 made extensive use of social media to pump this match up, yeah. doing all making fun of League of Nations. But I mean, like as far as if you're just watching Raw, it was just a series of singles matches between the people involved in this match mm. leading up to it, for, not for the tag titles, and then. New Day loses, so it's just kind of like, okay, well, this is almost like, okay, it's over, we can move on. New Day can move on to something else. I guess, yeah. Very strange. Um, so after the match, uh, King Barrett gets on the mic yeah. and says, there are, there's not a combination. No three-man men team in history can compete with us. Yeah. And uh, Welcome to WrestleMania, everybody. Yeah, this is just, we expect stuff like this at yeah. WrestleMania. So we get HBK. He was wearing his ring gear. Yeah, I and freaked he out. Looks I was like, amazing. He looked phenomenal. And yeah. it was just like he came out and I was like, holy shit, he's wearing his ring gear. He's wearing his ring gear. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Mick Foley comes out. Yep. And then obviously, because this is in Texas. My God. Stone Cold. Stone Cold. Stone Cold. Stone Cold. Stone Cold. Yeah. They come out. So they, it's HBK, Foley, and Stone Cold are like, oh, no three man team, huh? <laughs> yeah. And they come down. Well, I mean, like, because Stone Cold's from Texas. Uh-huh. HBK's from Texas. Mm-hmm. Mick Foley got his start just yep. in an arena in Dallas, I think. Yep. So. And so they come down to the ring, yeah. and they beat up the League of Nations. Yeah. Each of them does their finisher on one member of League of Nations, and then all three of them do their finishers to Barrett. Yeah. I found it weird that while HBK and Foley had, like, the upper hand on who they were fighting, Rusev was just beating the crap out of Austin in the corner. Like, Austin wasn't winning. <laughs> Rusev was just punching Rusev him. Rusev sold the hell out of that stunner, though. Oh, yeah. That was, like, rock Boing. levels. Like, oh, yeah. WrestleMania 17, uh, Austin and Rock had this match. And in the end, Austin hits the stunner. And The Rock does, like, a... He falls on his back, but then rolls up. Like onto the back of his neck, and the top of his feet hit the ropes, and then he falls back down. <laughs> yeah, <That's amazing. laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's uh, been heavily rumored, though not confirmed, mm-hmm. but kind of confirmed this at this point. If you know what you're looking for, yeah. that Wade Barrett is on his way out, asking for his release mm-hmm. uh, of his WWE contract because he's just not happy with how he's being used, yeah. and nor should he be because yeah. he's being woefully underused. And so, uh, typically, when WWE parts even on good terms with someone they either make them lose or look stupid and so new day throws barrett in the ring barrett gets a super kick from hbk the mandible claw from mick foley and then a stone cold stunner from steve austin yeah uh just just for the full the full (laughs) rubbins yeah and then austin does his like jump down on the mat and scream in your face kind of thing kicking his legs (laughs) like a a little school girl then new day comes back in the ring and tries to get these three guys to dance with him. Yeah. Shawn Michaels twerks with Kofi for a little bit. Yeah. Mick Foley kind of like wiggles his hips around with Big E. And Xavier desperately tries to convince Stone Cold to dance along with him. Tries a couple different dances. Stone Cold just looking around baffled. Yeah. I love, actually, I love Stone Cold looking in baffled confusion at all <laughs> the other things happening in the ring. Just like, well, yeah. ain't that beat all. Like, he's <laughs> just like, that's... That's a thing that's happening. Stone Cold even starts like he got kind of starts getting into it. And he dances along with Xavier a couple. He's like, "Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I get it. I get it." And then, of course, <laughs> yeah. double fingers, stunner to stunner to Xavier. Yeah. 
then gets the beer and they all drink beer and then yeah, that's, that's, that's that's the bit. I mean, this is the sort of thing that is going to happen at WrestleMania where you're going to have like old favorites show up for nostalgia and play around. And if Stone Cold is in the ring with anyone, they will get a stunner. Mm-hmm. So that's totally expected. Yeah. And this was fine. It was, it was fun. Yeah, it was fun. It was, it was fun. It's, WrestleMania, I think it's, it's great to see those that, three again. It, it was fun. The thing that bothers me is when wrestling fans just like, what was the point of that segment? It's just like, it was fun. It was fun. Yeah, it you was know, fun. like things can be, still be fun. As much as me and you really like story-driven yeah. stuff, it's like we realize, just like the Divas match, like mm-hmm. it's okay for something to be fun. Now this I found fun. Yes. There's a bit later I have problems with. Oh, I... But this I found fun. This was fun. Yeah. Next match is Lesnar versus Ambrose. Brock yep. Lesnar versus Dean Ambrose in a no-holds-barred street fight. I came to the conclusion that if I ever become a wrestler, I want to have a match that's all-holds-barred. <laughs> An all-holds-barred... All-holds-barred. <laughs> ring fight. Yeah, you can't do anything. <laughs> all-holds-barred ring fight. <laughs> you can punch and kick. You can't even leave the ring. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This had instant classic written all over it. Yeah. But for some reason, it got... I think the match was like 13 minutes long or something. It's just there was no, not enough happened. There was yeah. no, there was no standout moment. No. Lesnar did suplexes. Dean hit him with uh, Shinai. He had a low blow. There was like a couple suplexes to begin with, and then Dean turns the tide with a low blow, gets some offense in. There's actually a great bit where Dean pulls the chainsaw out from under the ring, and Paul Heyman's like in the background. <laughs> he has this just look on his face. It's like, like you can't be serious. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh no, Brock. Brock, there was parts about this I really liked. I still liked the match. I Maybe thought it was, I was fine, but just for all the build-up, it just fell, for me, it fell so flat for what they had built. Yeah. You know, the, like, Dean's whole, you can't beat me down, I'm going to get back up no matter what thing. Mm-hmm. It's All Lesnar did was, like, some suplexes. Like, yeah. Lesnar didn't even really get street fighty. No, he didn't. Lesnar didn't, like... Do get you, weapons or anything. Do you think the honeymoon with Brock Lesnar is over? Because, I mean, like, Brock Lesnar is an attraction, yeah. but he does kind of just wrestle the same match every time. Well, he, does, mean, he does now. Like, they've yeah. been, they, since, since last WrestleMania, they've sort of, since, since he quipped, you know, Suplex City, bitch, right? That was against John Cena, right? Like, that was the, isn't that the match he quipped Suplex City? I thought it was last year's Mania. No, I thought it was the match against John Cena that he took the title. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's where he but got then, caught saying yeah, suplex city. Now bitch. they've just been like just just suplexing Brock because yeah. Brock can wrestle. Brock can do other moves. Yeah. But they just have him do. Sometimes he'll get a German suplex, but mostly it's just a normal suplex. And so Brock didn't really do much. Dean used a bunch of chairs. Yeah. Which and, we expected. And the, and uh, and and a kendo stick. Yeah. And that was it. And yeah. it's like I, I don't know if they were like holding back for fear of potentially overshadowing the the, the Hell in a Cell match, but, like... Man, I, I don't know. I, I don't, don't think so. I don't think it should ever be like that. No. Like, if you have to tell two I don't, competitors... I don't think that's what yeah, happened. But, I mean, like, I'm just saying that if you have to tell two competitors to not do too much because you're scared that another match is going to be overshadowed, you should just tell that other match to beat do better than that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, But, yeah, I can see where you're coming from. Like, I'll, it was fine. I it was, was entertained, fine. but I was just... I definitely I, I was, fell flat. I was like, waiting for it to get to the next level, right? Because mm-hmm. you remember what I said about... Speaking of the Shane Taker match, you remember what I said at Raw when Shane dove off the top turnbuckle onto Taker on the table? Yeah. And I was like, they have set a baseline. There has to be something in the Shane Taker match that is more impressive than this, yeah. right? Dean and Brock have had altercations that were more violent than this match. Yeah. 
You know, this is the built. This is the street fight at WrestleMania mm-hmm. with the Beast versus the Lunatic, and it didn't feel like the Beast versus the Lunatic. It just felt like a you know a street fight. Yeah. So I was like, oh, yeah, I get know? that. There, there was one part I really liked where after Ambrose hit that, he hit the Dirty Deeds mm. on the chairs and got yeah. like a microscopically close two count. That was good. Um, Paul Heyman was freaking out and yelling at Brock, telling him to finish it, mm-hmm. which I really liked because it showed that that was the part where I was like, okay, well, maybe they're just, that's the part where I was, okay, so they're scared of Dean now, mm-hmm. you know, like he's proven, but it's not enough, right? Yeah. Like it wasn't, it was me searching for reasons to really like the match. Because we said it. beforehand, you know, because it's a street fight, there's a chance because it's a street fight and you can, you can play unfairly. There's mm-hmm. a chance that Dean comes out on top. Yeah. But probably it'll be Brock winning and Dean coming out looking amazing. Yeah. And Brock won. Yeah. And Dean he, came out Dean neutral. Dean didn't look any different than yeah. he did before. He came out entirely neutral. Yeah. It's like, it just like, it's certainly didn't... no worse because yeah. it's a street fight against Brock Lesnar. And yeah. if you if you lose that, oh no, you lost a street fight against Brock Lesnar. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to everyone in the world. <laughs> yeah. But he didn't come out looking any better. Yeah. And And what did any, were these guys even on Raw the next night? Nope. No, they were. Ambrose was on SmackDown. Oh, weird. Brock Lesnar's contract only has like a few dates left on it yeah. for this year. So they've got. We probably won't see Brock until SummerSlam. Probably. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, it was just okay. Yeah, which yeah. is a shame because I, I, yeah, like you said, I, it had sort of like show stealing potential all over it. Oh yeah, didn't really. Well, sorry, the finish. Dean got an F five onto a big pile of chairs. Yeah, which was okay. And that was it. That was the finish. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, I guess not. Thankfully. I mean, it was only one F5. Would it have changed anything if he kicked out of it, though? I think it would have helped Dean a little bit. Yeah. Kick, kicking out of an F5 onto a bunch of chairs? Yeah. There needed to be more of, like, the, you know it's over, right? You know Brock is going to win the match, mm-hmm. but Dean, like, you know, hauls himself back up to his knees or something, and, you know, the, yeah. like, you can't beat me kind of thing. But this was, like, F5 onto the chairs, one, two, three. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think uh, now that you meant you just... Popped an idea in my head, and that the reason that I think like this fell so flat for me is because I never bought that Dean had a chance at any point in this match. Yeah, that's, that's basically yeah. that's that's what I mean. Like I never believed as much as I wanted Ambrose to win, and I thought I felt like he they could have pulled the trigger and let Ambrose win. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think they'd actually do it, but just from a storyline standpoint and where it goes from there. Like, you've got all these interactions with, like, you could have Dean interacting with Roman. Like, hey, I beat Brock. You didn't. Yeah. You know? Like, there's all this stuff moving forward that they could do. But there was never at any point in this match that I, I thought Dean legitimately, like, it felt like he had a chance. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Bummer. That yeah, was a bummer. Yeah. Next up was the women's match. Yes. The worst part about the women's match was their opening video package. It could have been better. Oh, where they're typing in the the Googling thing, the search on WWE.com. That was 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 very strange. But other than everything else was sweet. Yeah, but the video part (laughs) of the promo. If if that's my criticism. (laughs) Yeah. Usually, sometimes with some fights, the promo is the best part. (laughs) So it's just like, oh, okay. Yeah. So we've got Becky Becky Lynch Lynch out first. Comes out steam everywhere. Yeah. She's steampunk, glasses, big hat. Yeah. Yeah. And then Sasha Banks comes out. With Snoop Dogg. With Snoop Dogg. And, <laughs> and, and I don't remember her name. This is I embarrassing. She comes out singing, and then, because Sasha's theme song, there's a woman singing the refrain, and then a rapper, whose yeah. name I do not know, singing, there's a male rapper singing a verse. And so 
they come out, the vocalist, she's singing the refrain, and then it goes to Snoop Dogg yeah. doing a very Snoop Dogg, but totally sweet <laughs> awesome. uh, verse of, yeah. of, of his own rhymes, and then Sasha, legit boss, yeah. comes out, sweet entrance, it's WrestleMania, you got Snoop Dogg there, that's awesome. Huge pop for Sasha. Oh, yeah. Charlotte comes out. Charlotte comes out. And she has um, the same kind of robe, I guess that Rick, he, pieces of Rick's robe mm. from when he was his, retired. His retirement WrestleMania. Yeah. Which was WrestleMania 24? I think so. Yeah. And so it's, it's blue with white. She comes out, got the thus spike Zarathrusta in the music and everything. And yeah. Fireworks for the champ. So it's a uh, triple threat. Lead is in the ring yeah. with the new belt. Yeah. And they take the Divas belt away from Charlotte. Yeah. And the ref holds up the new belt. This, yeah. this match is now for this belt. And away we go. Yeah. I don't actually have a blow-by-blow blow of this match. I've got to just... I, I think that... Now, correct me if I'm wrong, and we'd like some feedback, but going blow-by-blow blow for a lot of people, like, they just don't really care. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we are making a point of analyzing stuff that happens in the match. I mean, so far... I'm going to point out cool stuff, but... Yeah, so far I've been writing down, like, specific spots that I was like, oh, that's sweet. Yeah. And... I just thought this match was great. This I, match, I, I actually don't have any point that I was like, that particular thing is rad. Yeah. This, this whole match was just really good. I've got a couple parts. There's um, a part where Charlotte and Sasha are left in the ring together, mm-hmm. and Charlotte just goes, you. <laughs> like, you know, like, she's so upset because of when Sasha attacked her and yeah. caused her all these problems throughout the last, like, yeah. two or three months. That was pretty great. There was a point where I think Charlotte had Becky in the figure four, and then s- the camera fucking missed this. But Sasha comes off the top rope with like a frog splash. Yeah. Uh, but the way it shows is like the camera's on Charlotte and Becky, and then all of a sudden you just see boop, like yep. <laughs> Sasha comes in. Of, that was kind of awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Sasha or Charlotte and Becky are fighting, and then just out of nowhere, just wham, yeah. Sasha just comes in and lands on them. We need to point out that Sasha's ring gear yes. is a tribute to Eddie Guerrero. Yes, because she was at the WrestleMania that I can't remember the number of. 20? I think so, where Eddie. And Benoit. Eddie and Benoit yeah. won, the, won the titles, respectively. Yeah. And that was where Sasha was like, this, is, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. And so, as tribute to Eddie, she's wearing trunks that are very, like, very Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, trunks. they're like gold and red and mm-hmm. they got a little... Like, Did they say Viva La Raza on them? Or, I think Or is so? that just JBL saying that? It was maybe... It might I don't be know. Bold. Anyway, she did the frog splash, yeah. the, the, the very Eddie Guerrero. Do you know, I think JBL only said ball game once this whole paper. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, I know. Wow. <laughs> I was just thinking about it. I was like, man. Well, lucky you if you had that one in your drinking game. Yeah. <laughs> um, just sitting, there with, uh, sitting there with your melting ice <laughs> and like your <laughs> shot all night. And I was like, say it. Say it, JBL. Ball game. game. Huh? Uh, there's a Sasha does a suicide dive where she like flips at the last second um, onto Charlotte on the outside. Yeah, and then is and then, fi- just walks away from it. Yeah, and then Becky does a suicide dive onto Flair. Yeah, on the outside, and then Charlotte does a massive moonsault onto Becky and Sasha. Yeah, on the outside. That was a that was a huge moonsault. Yeah. Um, at one point, Becky pulls Sasha out of the figure eight. I don't know why I wrote that. I, I just really like that part. Mm. There's a backplex. Yep. From the top. Oh, sorry. Earlier in the match, there's a double natural selection by Charlotte. Oh, yeah, yeah, And she goes to pin one, and she doesn't get it. She's like, damn it! She runs and goes to pin the other guy, or the other girl, sorry. And then the ending of the match, Charlotte puts Becky in the figure eight. Yeah. And then Sasha is trying to get into the ring to interrupt, and Ric Flair stops her. Mm Mm-hmm. And Becky taps out. Flair is the new women's champion. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess... Still the champion. She's the women's champion. The women's yeah. champion. This match was 
fantastic. It really was, yeah. This match was everything I wanted it to be, and it was the best match on the card. That, this that, this it was the best been, match yeah. on the card. Not only been. from just the little, like, the, the, the storytelling beats that we got throughout the whole thing, and I was okay with the way that Charlotte won. Yeah, because this is the thing, yeah. is that Rick didn't, Charlotte got Becky in the figure eight, and Becky tapped out. Yeah. Completely devoid of Rick's help. Yeah. Right? Rick stopped Sasha from breaking it up. Yeah. But that is a distinction, and I think it's an important one. Mm-hmm. Also, Charlotte's a heel. Yeah, that's... You know? Just... And I know that we said, like, we we want them to have just a clean match without Rick's involvement. Mm-hmm. But it kind of works. In yeah. this, like, I felt like it worked. Yeah. And, like I said before, also... You know, having Charlotte, who's been very vocal about the whole women's divas thing, having her be the first women's champion is like, you know, fits. that's that's kind of a nice gesture. Plus, it makes you want her. It makes me uh, want to watch her lose more. Even oh though my I love, God, yes. I love the work that Charlotte does, but she, as a heel, she needs a crushing. defeat. Yeah, she needs a crushing defeat, especially because the next night on Raw they had this big celebration, and she was really. She was awesome in this segment that they did for the women. She was doing like this bit about how great it is that to bring the women's title in and yeah. treating women's wrestling seriously, and it's so great and it's great for all of us, but especially me because I'm the champion <laughs> yeah. and I won last night at Mania. And Becky and Sasha, Becky with a wicked black eye, oh, yeah. are just standing there looking so angry. And I think it's <laughs> Becky gets on the mic and no, Natalia does eventually. Okay, I think they all they all walk One out. Of, one, well, it starts with the two. One of them just just leaves in a huff. Just yeah. like she can't. She knows that if she waits around near Charlotte, she will snap. Yeah. Right? Like that's that's the yeah. the the level of anger. And the yeah. other one just rips on on Charlotte. So it's, yeah. it, no one likes Charlotte right now. Which is oh, great. it was awesome. I think I was okay with the match. Um, I saw a lot of people saying like, "Oh, how can you have a man interrupt or be the deciding factor?" Mm-hmm. In a women's match, I was like, I think you guys are just reading too deeply into it. It like, also, it also, that's the thing. It also, like, that's why I said I think it's an important distinction. He did not. It's not like he no- knocked one of them out mm-hmm. or made one of them be DQ'd. It's like Charlotte legitimately got Becky into the figure eight, and Becky tapped out. Yeah. Rick prevented Sasha from breaking it up. Yeah. And so the match would have kept going. Yeah. But. Eh. Yeah. I totally agree, hundred percent. It's a subtle gray. I was okay. I like it. Yeah, Shane McMahon yes. versus the Undertaker in a Hell in a Cell match for control of Monday Night Raw, and thereby sort of also the company. Yes. If Shane wins, he gets control of Monday Night Raw. If Taker wins, then he doesn't. But if Taker loses, it will be his last WrestleMania <laughs> ever. Somehow, I yeah. don't really understand. Taker's entrance was downright restrained for a WrestleMania yeah. entrance. It was just a regular. Taker he just walked entrance. out to the. To the to the yeah. ring, uh, Shane Shane came out with with money, poof, like yeah. money confetti. And he he brought his kids out and they yeah. all danced around. Well, I mean, the money actually had Shane's face on it. And yeah, everything. yeah, it was pretty great. Yeah, and he brought his kids out and his kids got to be in the. Did crowd. Triple H? How many? So he's got three sons. Yeah. How many daughters does I have Stephanie no have? Don't they have like two, two, two maybe so three? Maybe it's just weird know. that they Shane has all boys and Stephanie has all girls. Mm-hmm. I really, really liked this match. I did too. I liked the, I, I actually really liked the pace of it, and I liked that it felt like a fight. Yeah, that's what I wrote. I was like, man, these guys, this a lot of it. The pace was a little slow. Yeah, but I, I but liked I, it. I bought into it. I was like, oh man, these guys feel like they, 
It felt like they legitimately didn't like each other. Yeah. There was, I, it felt like there was a lot of emotion in this match. Yeah. You know? Which uh, I think, I don't know, I think, uh, I think people just expect too much. <laughs> not to like, I'm not saying that, this is, this is just looking at the match, like you said before, this is looking at this match in a vacuum. Right. The ending, I'm lukewarm I think it on. worked. Yeah. I think it totally made sense. I expected shenanigans. Yeah. I guess I, maybe it's my own fault. Like I own. thought like Sting was going to run in and mess stuff up. Or, yeah. Because he was there. He was there for the Hall of Fame thing, right? Yeah. So they, they, are, just, they are just fighting. Um, they're, yeah. they're trading blows. They're... Do you consider Shane McMahon just a regular 40-year-old dude? Kayfabe standpoint. Do you think he should be in the ring with The Undertaker? Because hmm. I find that, that that was a lot of people's problem. Really? Yeah. Because they're looking at it like Undertaker, the phenom, versus so, Shane McMahon, the human being, not the character. Because Shane, the character, yeah. has fought tons of people before. Yeah, Shane, the character, absolutely. That's that, what I that mean. Like, I think people are, are deciding when or picking Shane, the person. I mean, granted, he hasn't been around in six years. Yeah. So... You know, there's memory there, but he's had matches against Kurt Angle, against The Big Show, mm-hmm. against Undertaker, against Kane, like, yeah. and he's even won a lot of those matches, yeah. right? Like, it it absolutely makes sense for okay. Shane's character to be in there with The Undertaker. Okay. Not like, Shane was never, like, on a championship level, right? Like, no. it, wouldn't, it wouldn't make sense to put Shane in with the champion on, as a title match, yeah. but Shane's had grudge matches with everybody, yeah. right? And it, okay. Yeah, I think it totally That's works. That's all I right. wanted. I, I find that a lot of people were having trouble buying into Shane. No, I wasn't. Especially with Vince being like, yeah, now you have to fight The Undertaker. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, that, uh, that's the sort of thing Vince would do. Yeah. yeah that that okay. makes sense. Yeah. I really liked earlier in the match, I guess, or midpoint. I don't know. It's The whole thing's sort of a blur. Um, the Taker pulls the ring steps into the ring. Yeah. That was, like, right near the beginning. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. And th- uh, throws Shane onto them. Yeah. And Shane... Sort of like really groggily, like uh, like he's totally out of it. Sits up on the steps and puts both hands up and does like a bring it to Taker. And Taker's just like, Whoa. and he walks over to Shane to do something to him. Yeah. And out of nowhere, Shane, who I guess was faking it a little yeah. bit, like pops up, grabs Taker, boom, DDT onto the steel steps. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty awesome. So, there was a lot of moments like that, like... Of Shane just doing the, come he doesn't near the end come, of the match. Here, yeah. yeah, so we, we mentioned his his move, the coast to coast, the jumping from one turnbuckle to the other and yeah. smacking into the into the garbage can, and, yeah. he, and he does that. Yeah, and it's still pretty impressive. Taker kind of messes up taking it a little yeah, bit. He, he like raises his arm it, up. He's holding the and he's holding the trash can on his stomach. Yeah, and whereas usually, like I mean, I don't fault them for wanting to put it on their head. You yeah. know what I mean? But it just it doesn't look as impressive. Yeah, I guess. But anyway, so Shane hits the coast to coast. Yeah, and it's it's pretty great. So then Taker is sort of out of it for a bit. Yeah, Shane looks under the ring, finds some tin snips, like some giant like bolt. Oh cutters. yeah. Okay, this is the only part that I felt was weird. All right, as far as pacing goes. Yeah, because it's like why? And he looked really. Conf- I think it was maybe just because he looked really confused about what part he was gonna cut. Right. When he was doing it, uh-huh. it just felt like very meandering. Mm. Like I think that's where the pacing of the match kind of hiccuped a little bit because you'd think that this would be they would have cut those before the match started right you know like they would have been gimmicked already mm-hmm. it just felt weird for me to for shane to go under the ring and take the the snippers out. i think i think it was already pre-gimmicked to a certain extent like we could see like zip ties on there mm-hmm. kind of so i think that it was sort of 
just to show why it breaks. Okay. I guess I don't know. Yeah, but this was the only part of the match where I was like, so he he snips around yeah. one of the segments of the cell. Yeah. And then Taker basically spears him. Yeah. Through the cage or yeah. picks him up and throws him through the they go through the cage. Yeah. The cage flops down, it lands on the uh, Spanish table, I think. Yeah, it's a Spanish table. And then they're they sort of bust out to the outside. They're exchanging blows. Yeah. They wander around there, they clean one of the tables off. And they go out into the audience area where yeah. there's this like suspicious, weird road case thing that exists so they can stand on it. Yeah. <laughs> they get on top of this thing. Shane, it looks like Shane's trying to like choke him out. Well, doesn't the Undertaker go to put him in, he goes to put him in the tombstone. Yeah. Because it looks like he's alluding to the fact that he's going to jump off this case and tombstone, tombstone Shane, Shane through this table. Which would definitely end the match. Yes. And Shane slips out, puts him in a sleeper hold. Yeah. And then the Undertaker just throws himself just and Shane. Whomp. <laughs> through the table. Yeah. It looks brutal. Yeah. But they're both pretty out of it. Shane, like, fumbles around with, like, a toolbox. Yeah. That's at ringside. And he hits the Undertaker with it. Yep. And then proceeds to start. He, he's allude, he had alluded to this. Everyone knew that this was coming. Mm. We knew that Shane was going to do something. Yeah. And at parts of the match, he, would, he kept looking up. I only actually noticed it at this point when no. he, he sat down and leaned against the cage and then he looked up and then we watching at home, we were like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. No way. Like, that's beautiful foreshadowing, by the way. Just, yeah. just, just a little glance up and you're like, oh my God, no. Yeah. There's but no way. There are parts before he cuts the chains, he like looks up. I didn't even notice yeah, that. Yeah, I, I didn't write it down, but I should have. Because uh, like, yeah, before he goes to cut the chain links, he like lays out the Undertaker or something, and he's like... Just looking then, around, yeah, surveying the... Okay. And he, looks, he distinctly looks straight up. <laughs> All right. So he's clobbers Taker with this toolbox with one of the, one of the, the, the monitors, yeah. puts Taker on the table, just like he did on Monday Night Raw mm-hmm. when he leapt from the turnbuckle. But he can't leap from the turnbuckle now. <laughs> so where's he going to go? So Shane McMahon climbs on top of the cell. Yep. And everyone is losing their mind. Yeah. And the announcers are like, Shane, please don't do this. Yeah. You know, that, that whole thing. Yeah, Shane, Shane <laughs> crosses himself. <laughs> yeah. They really milk this moment, and they should, because this is like... I wouldn't be able to do nuts. it. Nuts. Never in a million years. I did not think this was actually going to happen. But yeah, Shane Jumped off jumps the off the top of the cell. <laughs> yep. Elbow drop. Undertaker moves. Undertaker at the last second. Whoop. Off the table. Shane goes through the announce table by himself from the top of the cell. Undertaker looks astonished, actually. I love this part where Undertaker was just like laying. He's he's laying there like, oh my God. (laughs) He did it. Yeah. I didn't think he would do it. I love that part. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like that, you know, somewhere behind this dead man persona yeah. that Undertaker, the character, is like, holy crap, Shane means business. <laughs> yeah. I really I really appreciated that. Yeah. There's no way you can recover from that. Like, no. If Shane had hit Taker, that would be the win. Yeah. He, Shane missed, so he put himself through the table, even though the same thing would have happened if he'd actually hit Taker with it. Yeah. Just ignore that. There's no way Shane can win this now. No. Right? There's no way he recovers from that. So Taker finally manages to drag himself back up. Drags him back Just into the picks room. him up and carries <laughs> yeah. him back into the cell. Yeah. Uh, Shane does the like the well outside the ring. Shane had done the bring it and yeah. Taker clocked him with the thing and carried him back inside. Sits him down and then Taker standing over Shane does the bring it. 
Then Shane does another, like, bring it, and then Tombstone. Game over. Game over. Taker wins the Ball match. Ball game. Ball game. Taker yeah. wins the match. Uh, that I really enjoyed it. It was a really, really good match. It was fun. It totally makes sense in the context of the match for Undertaker to win. <laughs> yeah, but... But then what in the shit? Yeah, I know, right? Because what did we say beforehand? Shane has to win this match. The whole storyline <laughs> going into it is your product is bad and the status quo needs to be changed. Yeah. And, if, and in this case, Taker wins. So now this is the WWE saying... Ha ha, our bad status quo product is what you're going to get. Yeah. This felt to me... What from the a, crap? From a storyline perspective, this just felt like, fuck you. Yeah. You'll like what you... Or you like what we tell you to like. No kidding. Yeah. What the hell? It was almost <clears throat> like... It was almost like it's just a, a way for them to dig it like the internet wrestling community. I want to say that, but the wrestling community as a whole is mostly on the internet. That's who was in attendance. I know. This is the thing. I think... This doesn't just relate to this. This relates to a whole bunch of things. The WWE, I can't believe they actually... I can't believe they made the network. I can't believe they actually got to the point of understanding modern audiences to the point that they made the WWE network. And I'm glad they did, because yeah. it's obviously been successful for them. Yeah. But they need to get to a point where they, they realize that internet wrestling fans are not some weird subset of their audience. Yeah. Everyone uses the internet. I think I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, like yeah. on one of the shows. Every like, wrestling fan is on the internet. Look at Twitter, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> There's no yeah. secret internet wrestling community that's yeah. like, well, those people are always thinking this, yeah. but our regular fans, no! Yeah. <laughs> they are your regular fans. That's that's what I was trying to get at. It's just yeah. like, when people say, oh, you, you can't listen to the internet fans, you have to listen to the casual fans. You know what I mean? Like, It's like, <laughs> Do you not see how many people are tweeting about WrestleMania? It had like over like two million like yeah. mentions. Like that's just on the met, like in the hashtags. I guess the hashtag got its own little icon. Yeah, <laughs> your audience is bigger than yeah. Just that's a, that's that's just, that's the noise I made. I was like, fuck. What now? What happens now? From a storyline perspective, it's just like. Okay, I felt like really, this is the part where I started getting deflated. Yeah. Because I was like, okay, well, fucking Shane lost. Now what? What the fuck happens now going forward? I mean, we, we were pretty damn sure who's going to win the title match. Yeah. But what happens with him in this world? Dude, yeah, I thought, I, I would have bet my paycheck on Shane winning. Yeah. If I was a betting man, you know, yeah. if I was willing to put the risk <laughs> of putting money on the line on a fictional wrestling match. Yeah. <laughs> I would have put my paycheck on the line to Shane winning because the storyline options are numerous, especially with a baby face manager like a GM. Yeah. For once, thank Christ, we could have had something. But instead, here's what happens the next night. This was even weirder. <laughs> it doesn't get you. You think you're looking at us like, man, this is kind of that doesn't make any sense. Settle but in. wait. So the There's next, more. <laughs> next, the next night on Raw, Vince comes out to gloat. Yeah. Right? Because it's Vince McMahon. This is not the person Vince McMahon. This is Mr. McMahon, yeah. the character. He comes out to gloat. He's like, got, got my lockbox, whatever that was. Shades puts, out of the picture. Sorry, he puts a envelope yeah. in his jacket. He's yeah. like, I got what's in the lockbox. He's everything's fine. I won, and Shane's run out of here, and everything's great. And Shane comes out, and, you know... He's like, don't worry, Dad. I'm not doing anything. I just wanted to come out, man to man. Yeah, you won. I lost. You know, we are men, and we're we manly things, and it's manly to stand <laughs> yeah. up. And, 
and you know admit defeat. So he, <laughs> I didn't really think about this segment in that light, but yeah, that because this is this is why Vince like chunky him, soup with right? a fork. And yeah, exactly. This <laughs> is why, you know, he shakes Vince's hand and admits that Vince is the better man, and yeah. you know, you know, everything is great. And Vince is like, now hang on a minute. Well, at first he's like, no one shows me up on my show. Yeah, and yeah. Shane's like, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. Right? Vince, in real life, but Mr. McMahon, the character, you know, he, there are certain things that he, he values. Very, there are characteristics that he values very highly. Yeah. And so, you know, the being the bigger man, yeah. right? Like Shane coming out and, you know, handshake. Because he wouldn't shake Vince's hand when, he, when Shane came back, right? Yeah. He, but he shakes his hand now, you know, admitting defeat, being the bigger man, admitting that Vince won. But also... According to what Vince said on this episode of Raw, Vince now realizing what this actually meant to Shane. Yeah. Because when he came back, he thought that Shane was just being this, like, you know, opportunistic little shit of a son <laughs> who had one over on dad. Yeah. And he put him in this match to punish him. But Vince, ha- now having seen this match and realizing how badly Shane actually wanted it. Not just from a, like, oh, I have this thing over on Dad, I'll go take over Raw, but yeah. actually really put his body on the line. Vince was like, you know what? I, there's, a certain, there's a certain amount of respect here for that, you mm-hmm. know? A certain amount of respect. Yeah. But because Mr. McMahon, the character, is also an absolute asshole, yeah. he's like, you know what would be really funny? Because I think that you would suck at this, is watching you fail at this. So you know what? Have control of Raw for tonight. Let's watch you fail. And he says that because they, 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 they go to interview him when he's getting into his cab. And he's yeah. like, no, no, I just gave this to Shane to, to, to watch him fail. Because, you know, he, he impressed me last night. Yeah. You know, maybe he's not the absolute waste of space that I thought he was. Uh, and, you know, that was cool. So I'll give him this to make him happy. And I'm going to enjoy watching him fail. Yeah. Functionally, what happened, though, is that Shane lost the match and he got the thing that he would have gotten if he'd won the match. Yeah. Which... What? I fucking hate cop-outs, man. Like, it's just like... <laughs> that. Would, if they were just going to do that, why have the match? I know. How long is Shane in control for? Because it hasn't He said a said. night. He's, did he? He said tonight. Okay. But what happens next week? Go back to the status quo? I hope not. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, fucking, if we get a 20-minute authority promo, (laughs) talking about Roman Reigns and AJ Styles, and now AJ Styles and Roman Reigns have to tag together against the League of Nations in a four-on-two match. No! I I, fucking, I hope not! You've just, you, (laughs) That sounds miserable. Yep. So, yeah, I don't know what's what to make of this. Like I don't know. I explained I just, the storyline reasons with the best sort of benefit of the doubt the way that you, I could then. Yeah, the way right? you explained it there, I was like, okay, I understand that. But the Vince... The Vincent J... The, 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 <laughs> Vincent Kennedy, not J. Yeah. Vincent Kennedy McMahon character on TV, I feel like would never do that after winning... I, yeah, I you know, know what I mean. Like, never just be like, okay, you can have control for a night, just to see how you fail. and then leave. Yeah, his billion dollar company. Yeah, and he's just gonna leave it in the hands of his idiot son because he says he he doesn't want to stick around on a sinking ship. Yeah, it's like you why you own this business. Yeah, you madman. Those, how did you get this those, far? Those <laughs> things that Shane was saying about about the the ratings were not and the stocks and that everything was all else. True. Yeah. 
Well, this doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make any sense. No. I think they really dropped the ball on this one. Big time. I even said on... I was talking on... I was active on Twitter for the first time during a WWE pay-per-view on mm-hmm. this. And I was like, please, God, if Shane wins this match, keep him a baby face. Oh, yeah. It would have been worse. you imagine if Shane won and then he just turned heel? That would have been obviously worse. More authority. Yeah, that would have been worse. But fuck, man. Like, why... Why do people have this stick up their ass about certain people losing at certain events? I understand The Undertaker is a legend. Yeah. I understand rest, the WrestleMania thing is still kind of a thing, even though Brock Lesnar beat him. Yeah. There'd be no shame in Taker losing after Shane jumps on him off the cell. Yeah. I just don't... <laughs> it's annoying. I am annoyed. And I'm getting more annoyed because we're getting into this other stuff now. <laughs> we're going on to the show. The, the, the bright eyes and bushy tail are out the fucking window. Because <laughs> this show made zero fucking sense from this point on. Yeah. From a storyline pers- standpoint. Yeah. And a talent usage standpoint. Oh, yeah. Well, the armbar was not the armbar was fine. terrible. It's the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Yeah. So a bunch of folks come out all at once. Yeah. Uh, just sort of walking out generally in a big group. Yo, Stealth Tatanka. Okay, I, <laughs> I re-watched this part like four or five times. Yeah. And I cannot find how he gets into the ring. <laughs> Seriously. Because, okay, a bunch of people yeah. come out. Yeah. Like um, Darren Young and the Social Outcasts and Damian Sandow and Goldust and R-Truth. Yeah. And Baron Corbin. Yeah. Called up from NXT. He's yeah. he's the NXT because we talked about Hideo Tommy last year. Yeah. Baron Corbin is the NXT representative uh, in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. So yeah. that that's that's cool because um, we mentioned earlier that how he's sort of improved. He had a match at NXT or at Takeover Dallas uh, yeah. against Austin Aries, yeah. and um, so so that's neat. Yeah. All these guys come out. It would be easy to maybe lose someone in this like shot. Yeah. There's the ascension as well. There's like a cut in there somewhere. But it shows this wide shot of the match with everyone who walked out <laughs> on their own, and everyone there is everyone is there who you'd expect to be there. And then some other people enter and they get their own entrances. And then when it cuts back to the ring for the beginning of the match, Tatanka is in the <laughs> ring. And so Tatanka is he's a he's a wrestler. He's an old school wrestler. Yeah. The mid-90s is when he was uh, active. Yeah, and uh, I admit, I looked this up, because his gimmick basically is that he's like a Native American chief, yeah. and I was like, ooh, and I looked it up, he is Native American. I, I would have believed that he could not have been, because he, from that era, it would have been like, I don't know, uh, you know yeah, you're, uh, put some paint on your face and feathers, <laughs> and yeah, you, you get out there. You know, it, he could easily have not been a Native American guy, but he was, so yeah. I was happy to see that. But... He didn't get his own entrance. Nope. He just showed up in the ring. The announcers didn't even realize he was there until partway through the match. Yeah. Like, JBL was like, like, oh, hey. like, oh and Tatanka. And Michael Cole goes, Tatanka's here? <laughs> <laughs> Looks in the ring, and they're like, oh, yeah. What if he, now that you mention it, what if he's that dude, is it DC, who has the Native American superhero who grows real big? Oh, yeah, Apache Chief. Chief. Yeah, maybe Tatanka's Apache Chief, and he was, like, really tiny. <laughs> he and he's like, Chuck. <laughs> Anyway, so they all they all enter. Yeah. And then certain people get their own entrances. Yeah. Mark Henry. Yeah. Texas boy. Yeah. 
Silsby, Texas. Mark Henry, Good the world's strongest man. Yeah. Kane. Yep. Diamond Dallas Page. <laughs> I, I was sitting at home alone watching WrestleMania. That sounds more sad than it actually is. <laughs> I have to watch. I have to watch these things alone. If I watch them with other people, my opinion is easily influenced, man. Right. I can't like. If someone's negative about something, I'll start to see things their way, mm. and I need to watch these things. But anyway, sitting at home and I did the. The, 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 diamond. Thing, the diamond. Yeah, I was like, I, I think I tweeted at you. I'm like, Adam, breathe. <laughs> yeah. Diamond Dallas Page, totally weird. Big Show, yep. obviously. And then Big Show gets in the ring, and you're like, okay, no one else obviously could come out. But then Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> I was like, what? That's Shaq's music, yeah. I guess. By God, what's Shaquille O'Neal doing in the war zone? <laughs> like, uh, huh? I have no idea. That was the most random thing. Not just there, in the match. Yeah. What? Anyway, so they get in the ring and they have they, like they have a stare down. Obviously, like people like get out of the way of yeah. like Big Show and Shaq. Big Show and Shaq. Because Shaq is taller than the Big Show. Yeah, man. I didn't think the Shaq was that big. Shaq's huge. Yeah. I was like, holy crap. He's bigger than the Big Show. Yeah. The bigger show. <laughs> the, the bigger biggest show. <laughs> the biggest show. <laughs> There's a huge pop. So they're standing at each other. Fandango runs in, dances around, and show throws Fandango out. <laughs> yeah. Damien Sandow runs in. Huge, huge pop. pop. Yeah. For Sandow. It was unbelievable. He had one of the biggest pops of the night. Yeah. Yeah. And Shaq, Shaq throws throws him out. Yeah. Sorry, I said shock because shock. I was thinking of Fandango. <laughs> Shockwell O'Neill. And oh, then, the shock well. then everybody, then they sort of lock up Big Show and Shaq, and mm-hmm. so everybody runs in and takes this as an opportunity to eliminate both of them. Yeah. So we can't have a repeat winner because Cesaro's not in the match and Big Show won last year. So. And no offense to Big Show, but thank Christ. Yeah. Like they should be using this thing for someone new to win it. Yeah. And I, you know what? I thought Kane was going to win it. As I thought Mark Henry was going to win it because Henry's of those two. well. Henry's been talking about retiring uh, after Mania. He's from Texas. He also got knocked out really early in the match and mm-hmm. like was outside the ring but didn't get eliminated. Yeah. And so I was like, ah, ah, Mark Henry, I see what you're doing <laughs> yeah. there. I was hoping for some more like stuff in the ring. Like Goldust and R-Truth worked together to eliminate one person and that yeah. was it. Otherwise, they didn't do anything together. The Social Outcasts had been doing stuff with Big Show beforehand, but Big Show got eliminated right away because of the Shaq thing. So the Social Outcasts did do a funny bit where they were like some of the last people left, and so the four of them started to do their like <laughs> victory lap, and they ran around the ring, and then Kane stood up, and they went, uh, we're just going to go the other way, and they ran the other way around the ring and ran into Baron Corbin, and they were like, and they so they started eliminating them. But apart from that, there was nothing like nothing like happened in the match. But... They start eliminating the social outcasts, who are sort of the last people left. Yeah. And then Kane throws the last one of them over. I think yeah. it's Bo Dallas or Heath so. Slater. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, seemingly, Baron yeah. Corbin, whoop, chucks Kane over. Baron Corbin wins the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Yay! That's Someone pretty new. cool. And it's a debut. That was his transition to the main roster. Yeah. That was it. He was on Raw the next night. Yeah. And uh, two things about Baron Corbin, other than the, the fact that I like him, and I love this gimmick that he has. Right now, Baron Corbin's kind of gimmick was fighting all of the indie darlings right. in NXT, like Austin Aries and right. anybody that knew that would come in. And he'd tell them to, like, you know, they're not fighting in, in a gym uh-huh. in front of 20 people. This is the big time. This is NXT. This is WWE. Like, yeah. this is where I 
am supposed to be and you're not. And I thought that stuff like that's great. But a Baron Corbin's huge. He doesn't look big. He doesn't look big when he stands beside Kane. Yeah, but that's because his Kane is massive. And also Baron Tor. Baron Corbin's tummy has a little sad face. Like where his belly button is. It's like every time I look at him, all I can see is like... Is that why he always wears a shirt? Maybe, but when he's like standing in the ring and he's just like... He's just got this fold where his belly button is and it just looks like a, there was a sad face. There was two stories from the Squared Circle subreddit recently about Baron Corbin. Yeah. One where he was, he was in a match wrestling. This is pretty recently. And... He was wearing the shirt, and then people were like, lose this shirt, lose this shirt. And so he took his shirt off, and he had another shirt on underneath. (laughs) (laughs) Just just to mess with people. That's great. And then a match, I think it might have been at, was it at TakeOver? No, it was like a, it was... It was uh, it was a recent NXT thing, and he was just beating up a guy. This is according to someone. He was like beating up a guy, and their little section, the poster, and their buddies were being like, "Corbin sucks, Corbin sucks." And he like stopped and turned to their section and was like, "I'm doing okay," because <laughs> he was dominating the match. Right? Yeah. Corbin sucks. And he's like, you know, I, 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 I'm all right. I'm, yeah. actually, I'm actually doing okay. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Kudos to you, Baron Corbin. So yeah, I look forward to, to seeing some of this. He beat the crap out of Tyler Breeze, then or no Ziggler, Ziggler, the next night yeah. on um, which is I think uh, is a Raw. good match for him. Yeah, I'm assuming they'll be fighting at Payback. Probably. Yeah. So he also has probably one of my favorite finishers. Oh at yeah. The end of days. Yeah. It just looks good. It's explosive. Mm-hmm. Perfect match. I think it's like congrats to Baron Corbin. Mm-hmm. He's made it onto the main roster. Okay. <clears throat> Settle in, everybody. Next Settle up. Settle in for a. The, Big old pile of bullshit. The Dallas Cheerleaders Cowboys come out, yeah. and they dance around. It's brief. They're the Dallas Cheerleaders Cowboys. They're in Dallas. Dallas Cheerleaders Cowboys? <laughs> Dallas the Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys Cheerleaders are basically an American institution. Yeah. So it's like, all right. And it's their stadium. It's their stadium. I'm, I'm, so it's I'm like, assuming that to rent out the stadium, <laughs> this is part of the... Either way, yeah. I'm like, you know what? I get it, right? Yeah. It's the Dallas Cowboys Cheerleaders. They're like the gold standard of... American football cheerleaders. I didn't Fine. like... It was like a minute and a half. Not to take anything away from these women, <laughs> but it felt weird to me just seeing them on here and then after that women's match. You know what <laughs> I mean? It's like, a little odd. But... Where it's like they're... And, and the cheerleaders work friggin' hard. Yeah, I know. And I'm not saying... I'm not trying to take anything away from yeah. the cheerleaders. I'm just saying in the realm of... They come out and dance to Thunderstruck. In a kayfabe sense, I guess. Yeah. In the realm of wrestling, you yeah. know what I mean? So anyway. Yeah. They do their thing. It's It's brief. There's no Flo Rida concert, which we were all expecting and, s- and secretly fearing. So yeah. like, The Rock. Yeah. The Rock's music hits. We've yeah. been, it's, they've been saying, you know, The Rock is going to be at WrestleMania. What's The Rock going to do at WrestleMania? <laughs> Nobody knows. The, even the pre-title was like, through it all, a great one will rise again yeah. or something. You know, it's like, okay, sure. So The Rock comes out, poses briefly, goes, hang on one second, goes in the back again, yeah. comes back out with what... We thought it was a t-shirt gun. That's what I thought it was. And too. I was like, that's stupid. Because <laughs> yeah. like the rock's gonna fire t-shirts at the WrestleMania crowd. That's, that's what I thought. That's was so dumb. Yeah. Turns out it was a flamethrower, which is like way cooler and way stupider yeah, somehow. It was really dumb. Because <laughs> then the rock just spends like five minutes wandering around the stage, just like going <sighs> just like shooting mm. fire. Behind him, some people wheel in <laughs> giant letters that say "Rock." Yeah, and he sees them and goes, "Oh, <laughs> yeah. 
I have this flamethrower. Oh! <laughs> and he goes over and sprays the letters with the flamethrower, and then the letters light up in fire. Yeah. What the shit is happening? You know, I was half expecting Triple H to come out dressed as a giant fire extinguisher <laughs> and then put out the rock sign and then that would set up their match for WrestleMania 33. <laughs> <laughs> like, but it was dumb. Here's the thing. Yeah. I like The Rock. I love He's the rock. super charismatic. Yeah. He's great to like he, you can give him anything and he'll say it and it'll sound great. He's uh, he's super fun to listen to. Yeah. But this at what point does this become pandering bullshit? Because this is like, Rock, it, look, it's The Rock. Look, it's The Rock with a flamethrower. <laughs> look, The Rock is using the flamethrower to, to set fire to giant letters that say Rock. It's so stupid. These are the parts where I'm like, I don't want people to know that I'm a wrestling fan. <laughs> and, I, and, this is, I, and this is, I like The Rock yeah. a lot because he's The Rock. But it's like, this is really a waste of time. Yeah. And this made me even more upset because of how little time Ambrose versus Lesnar yeah. was given. And I'm just like, really? Like, it just, the use of time was <laughs> suboptimal. So Rock eventually makes it to the ring. Yep. And he announces the attendance record. <laughs> yeah, I was so mad. I was like, is he here just to announce attendance? So it's, uh, it's 101,700 <laughs> and something. Yeah. And something. Which is like sweet. That's super impressive. Yeah. Uh, but he he announces the attendance record, and then his music <coughs> again. Yeah, I was and, like, and that's what we're like. Fuck, seriously? <laughs> is that it? Yeah. Then he, he he starts talking again, and then the lights cut out. Yeah. And the Wyatt's music hits. I was like, <gasps> yeah. <laughs> I was oh like, oh, holy yes. shit, the Wyatt's. This is what they're doing at Mania. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. This is this is gonna be sweet. Which is funny, by the way, because uh, that implies from a storyline perspective, that the only reason The Rock was there was to announce the attendance record. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember earlier... And, and light his name on fire. When I mentioned that my emotions... Did a roller coaster? Did a, like, one of these? This... This segment is right down in the little... This was... There was a high peak and then a deep <laughs> valley... <laughs> It went below the graph. It did. It's, a, it's a statistical outlier and should be discarded. Um, this this segment may as well not have happened. Well, I was so excited. I was like, oh, yes. Bray is going to kill you. Bray is going to kill you. So, the Wyatts. Yep. Bray Wyatt, Eric Rowan with a new mask. Yep. I like his new mask. And Braun Strowman come out. Yep. Luke Harper is not there because Luke Harper suffered a... Super bad ACL injury. Oh yeah, like he's gonna wasn't be, it ACL and MCL? Like his whole knee bad, was just something bad, which sucks. Yeah, he's out till like SummerSlam. He's been he's been with Bray since the beginning. He has <clears throat> Luke has never not been there. Yeah, Eric Rowan was out for a little while, but Luke Harper has never not been there. Yeah, so it's like this sucks. But so he's out there. Man, Bray cuts a sick promo on The Rock. Dude, says he's going to eviscerate The I'm Rock? I'm going to eviscerate you on the grandest stage of them all, and I'm going to make your people watch every second. Yeah! <laughs> this is the, we're still up here. Oh, yeah. We're still up here. And I'm like, so, yes! <laughs> then The Rock 
responds in his usual sort of childish way, mm-hmm. burying the gimmick a little bit, sort of <sighs> making fun of, you know, like I hate going, this shit. I hate, I hate stuff like this. I do hate it. When it's entertaining, but... You can make fun of someone without undercutting their gimmick. Yeah. Right? So he's like, yo, going down to the chicken and waffle stand, because <laughs> yeah. you're from the South. Because you're the eater of war, or eater of Pop-Tarts, or whatever he says. Hot yeah. Pockets, yeah. yeah. So it's like, so the graph dips a little bit, but then, my, my graph at least goes back up, because yeah. then Rock starts putting Bray over. Yeah. He's like, you've got it. You know, you're, you're, you know, you've, like, the, these people know it. You've got the skill. You've got the, you know, you've. The charisma. The, yeah, yeah, the charisma. Uh, and it's like, oh, wow. All right, sweet. Yeah. Cool. And then, you know, you've got these three guys. They're, they step into the ring now. They're, all three of them are in there with The Rock. And The Rock's like, all right, well, then let's do this. And then he rips off his outfit and he's got yeah. his ring gear on. Yeah. He's got his elbow pad stuffed down his trunks. And he's yeah. like, get a ref out here. Let's do this. Let's have a WrestleMania match right now. And, and I'm like, like yeah. this is great. This is great. Yeah. Then they have Bray send Eric Rowan in. It's not actually Bray Wyatt versus The Rock. It's Eric Rowan. Yeah. Versus The Rock. I think Bray's still injured. I he hope had a back that's injury Because that was the case for I Roadblock. I so, yeah. But, but it's like, so... They have a ref out there. The bell rings. Rock immediately rocks bottom Eric Rowan and pins him one, two, three. Rock wins in six seconds. Why? Why? I don't know. So then, like, all three you go the- from Bray Wyatt yeah. saying he's going to eviscerate the Rock to the Rock beating Eric Rowan in six seconds. And while Bray and Braun just watch from ringside. Yeah. And then the Wyatts surround the ring and they go to attack the rock. <laughs> John Cena, Superman Cena, who yeah. is now recovered and cleared to wrestle, yeah. tears down the ramp to save the rock from the Wyatts. Yep. So John Cena and the rock yep. beat up the Wyatt family. Yep. And to that's... what fucking end? That's the bit. Yeah. What? what the, why? I have no idea. Who does this help? This nope. doesn't. Nobody. This doesn't advance anything. This doesn't help anything. There was no benefit to anyone from any of this. Yeah. Not like the Rock can be. The Rock will entertain people doing anything. Yeah. You don't need to see the Rock beat people at Mania. Yeah. You don't need to see John Cena overcome adversity mm-hmm. at WrestleMania. He could have just appeared and people would have been like, hey, John Cena's back and he's better. That's awesome. Yeah. You didn't need to destroy the Wyatts. Yeah. And like, why am I supposed to believe anything Bray says? You know what I mean? I know. From a pure stare- storyline standpoint and, and from Bray's character and everything he ever says about anybody they've never, for the last eight months. They've never let him follow through on anything. Yeah. He said he was going to... This dates back to when he and uh, the Wyatts were fighting Kane and Undertaker. Oh, it's even further than that. Further, but that, but I mean, that, like, to even... me, that was the most egregious one. Yeah. That, like, after Kane and Taker lost matches, they the Wyatts showed up and carried their seemingly lifeless bodies yeah. out of the arena backstage. Yeah. And then the next week... We're talking, they, like, soul-stealing. Yeah, they yeah. showed up on Raw, and the Wyatts had their... Powers. Yeah. The Wyatts had Kane's flame from the turnbuckles and yeah. Undertaker's purple lightning. It was fucking like, awesome. The Wyatts had literally like taken their beings. They yeah. had they had consumed the the powers of the Undertaker and Kane. Yeah. And then nothing came of it. And then a month later, they lost to them in a match at Survivor Series. Yep. 
And so this, I'm going to eviscerate you in the grandest stage of them all, and I'm going to make your people watch every second. What? Why? 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 I have no fucking clue. I can't even, like, I know I'm getting all fired up because I keep thinking about this. And the Wyatt family should be terrifying. Yeah. The Wyatt family... But it doesn't work if people, because Cena did this as well, it doesn't work if people like Cena and The Rock cut promos that undercut the gimmick. Yeah. You can you can still cut a promo and make fun of someone while respecting the character that you're trying to get across. Yeah. It was just a <sighs> stupid waste of a segment. And I hated how up and down I was throughout the whole thing. I just <laughs> felt so... That made me even more... I felt betrayed. Yeah. As much as one person can be betrayed by, be betrayed by a wrestling company. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but I just... Uh, I feel so frustrated... It's like you have this group of guys that have bought into their character 100%. And they, just, they just deserve better than that. Yeah. That's all. It's bullshit. And I, I feel bad for Eric Rowan, too. Not because he lost, but because his character is the Wyatt that you would believe The Rock could beat that quickly. Yeah. Like, he's, he's the weakest of the, of the family. He's like Wade Barrett. Yeah. In League of Nations. Yeah. Well, at least Eric Rowan gets ring time. That's true. The only f- slight positive to come out of this was I saw somebody theorizing this, that imagine several years from now, yeah. someone is just getting into wrestling. Yeah. And they go back to look at the match cards from previous WrestleManias. Yeah. And they see that the second main event from WrestleMania <laughs> 32 is The Rock versus <laughs> Eric Rowan. <laughs> The match before the main event, yeah. right? The second to last match on the card is The Rock yeah. versus Eric Rowan? Rowan? Man, what was the storyline leading up to that? Yeah. Oh. Can you, has, has our distaste <laughs> seeped through the screen yet? It bums me like, out, man. It <laughs> bums me out. Yeah. <sighs> All right, let's, 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 let's recover with the main event, right? Yeah! Main event of WrestleMania for the World Heavyweight Championship. Oh, everything's on the line. The Roman Empire. One man's quest to become the ultimate champion. Versus your father, the cerebral assassin. <laughs> yeah. Your father is going to be so upset. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the intro. Hang on. What, what did I write down? Triple H's utterly insane ring entering event. Yeah. It's not an entrance. It's it's a ring-entering event. Yeah. It starts with this video of these, like, zombie skull men with yeah. metal plates bolted over their mouths. Yeah. And they're all wearing suits. They're all the same. And there's just a field of them, you know, going on forever. And they're the, they're the, the, the sheep, I guess. They're the people. They're, you know, whatever. Yeah. And then we cut from that to, you know, a shot we've seen a bunch before, which is, you know, Triple H's... Iron Cross crown with the skull face, you yeah. know, and it's like, oh, okay, you're right, there's Triple H, and the, the, the pulls away, and it's actually Steph. Yeah. yeah. It's Immortan Steph. Yeah. And she stands up on this th- throne yeah. that has been built upon the stage yeah. on a balcony. Yeah. And just delivers this insane promo. It was great. <laughs> like something out of heavy metal. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, that's what, yeah, this whole the, entrance is like... Like, not the musical genre, the magazine. Yeah. Right? Like, you yeah, can yeah, see yeah. Steph being animated in, in the heavy metal movie delivering this promo yeah. about, like, the sheep that you are and bow down to us because we are the providers. <laughs> yeah. You 
of hope. Hope for a savior. Hope that someone or something will take away the pain that is your pathetic lives. Well, hope gets pulverized at the hands of reality. And, and it's just like, they've mm. lost it. <laughs> this is, she's the... She, she's an executive in this company, yeah. and she's lost her mind. mind. <laughs> I had a thought during this, and Triple H pegs me as the kind of guy that has like a garage full of those fucking vans <laughs> with the with the fantasy port, like the the things on them. You know, with the, yeah. the hot chick with like there's a fucking giant leopard, yeah. and she's holding a laser rifle, yeah. and she's dressed in a a leather bikini. Or something, and he's just got a he whole did, garage full of that shit. And he didn't design the vans, yeah. but every year before WrestleMania, he goes out to the garage <laughs> and looks, walks up and down yeah. all the vans, and goes, "This <laughs> one will be my entrance for this year." <laughs> Takes a picture, sends it yeah. to the art department. It's like, "This is what I want. This is my entrance this yeah. year." And they're like, oh, "Okay." And Steph's out, and she, there's two rows of like skullman skullman holding wwe titles which are all nxt superstars yeah it's like finn balor and all those guys just so they could be out there they're all holding it's there's 14 of them yeah for each of his title reigns oh yeah Yeah. okay 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 yeah so then triple h comes out and he does his thing by the way steph is like she's she's dressed like tina turner from mad max right like she is actually like it looks i think that's what they were going for yeah it's because you know Mad Max nuts. was big this year. Yeah. It's so nuts, last year, sorry. It's so nuts. Anyway, Roman's entrance is fine. <laughs> yeah. Roman walks out. He walks out. He punches the floor and the yeah. big stage all sort of cracks and it yeah. says the Roman Empire. There's exterior pyro for him. So yeah. that's, that's cool. Um, Jesus the booze. There was printed material circulating at WrestleMania Access over the course of the weekend that said that this yeah. was a no disqualification match. Yeah. But that was not the case. No, it was they, not They the certainly case. never said anything beforehand, nope. and they never said anything at, during this event. And I think at one point someone was like, blah, 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 but he would get disqualified. Yeah. So I guess at one point they were toying with the idea of making it a no DQ match, mm-hmm. and maybe they thought that with the street fight and Hell in a Cell that having no much. DQ match would be too much. Every match kind of just blends in with the other, right? Yeah. Like, if you have too many matches that just have all the sorted... Like, there's... What's the difference between no DQ and a street fight? <laughs> yeah. Like, there's no real difference. No. No holds barred is different. No holds barred is different. Yeah. Because uh, that means that, like, Randy Orton could use the punt. Any banned moves are allowed. Right? Because you, know, you know how, like, they banned Randy Orton's head kick punt? Yeah. But that's, I mean, that's what no holds barred means. Okay. Technically. Technically? But, I mean, wouldn't that just be called WWE no uses, them, uses them interchangeably. Okay. Yeah. But I just mean, like... Wouldn't that just cause a disqualification? But since it's no DQ, then you use a banned move, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, it's a different level, right? Yeah. No holds barred means that it, the, you still have to, you can still be counted out. You still have to have the match in the ring. You could still, uh, you, you still get DQ'd for using a chair, right? Yeah. But no holds barred means you can use a banned move. Tech, they don't use no holds barred because they're like, eh. Yeah. And in, in fact, Lillian announced Brock versus Lesnar as a no-holds-barred street fight. So, go figure. Yeah. Anyway, so I mentioned at the very beginning that I was like, all the matches in a vacuum, bell to bell, I actually thought were quite strong. Obviously, mm-hmm. we, we talked about the ones that I didn't like as much, but generally speaking, the matches were just, like, entertaining to watch. Yeah. Right? Even if the storyline angle was like, you know, or the ending didn't make sense from a storyline perspective, I was like, within the matches, I, I really enjoyed them. Yeah. I felt this one was a letdown. Yeah. After Triple H's amazing match against Dean at Roadblock, mm-hmm. I 
felt this match was just not that exciting. And it, I, and it wasn't being... I rewatched re it. It wasn't being fatigued after watching six hours of wrestling. Oh, you rewatched it? I haven't rewatched. I didn't rewatch it. And I was, like, trying really hard to look at this match while it was happening. Yeah. And not taking the crowd's reaction into account. Roman doesn't do a lot of moves. No. The dude does, like, eight Superman punches or some shit throughout yeah. this whole match. Like, and just does not, that. not a lot happens. The guy doesn't have a varied move set. No, he really doesn't. And this just made it more apparent yeah. that this was his moveset. Yeah. I was trying so hard just to look at this match for what it was, and I couldn't separate if it was because I knew I didn't like this storyline going in, mm -hmm. and I just automatically written off the match, or if the match just wasn't very good. We've made it clear yeah. since the beginning of this podcast yeah. that this storyline has been mishandled and that we're not a fan of it. Generally speaking, that we like a lot of what WWE is doing, but yeah. that we felt that this storyline has been grossly mishandled. I believe the term doo-doo. Doo-doo. <laughs> but at the same yeah. time, we actually want Roman to win this match yes. so that they can... Move on. They can move on with it, you know, like a Band-Aid, just get it over with, just zip, you know, yeah. give them the title... You know, have this paradigm shift, you know, a new chapter, like they said at the beginning, and mm -hmm. move on. Yeah. And so I w actually want Roman to win. I'm not, like, happy about it, but that's just because I think that they've mishandled the storyline. I'm sick of having Roman presented as the guy I have to cheer for. Yeah. But separate from that, it just wasn't that interesting of a match. Nope. Um, Reigns speared Triple H through the barricade. That was pretty awesome. That was cool. Yeah. They spend eight years in an arm hold. Yep. While Triple H works his arm. Triple H does work the nose a little bit, which I liked. It does work the nose. He actually, he drags Roman over to the Spanish announce table, the only table remaining standing, yeah. which I don't believe has ever happened before, that the Spanish <laughs> table lives. Oh, yeah. Point, he yeah. points to his nose. He drags him over there. Triple H points <laughs> to his own nose and goes like, you know, yeah. nose time and hits Roman into the, into the table. Yeah. At one point, Steph drags the ref out of the ring and this, then acts like she didn't even see it happen. Yeah. This is the point in the match where I was like, what the fuck? Like, that is a disqualification immediately. Well, someone from the outside getting, like, interfering with the ref doesn't disqualify either of the people in the match, but he should have ejected her from ringside. Yeah. But what is... From a character perspective for Steph, what I like is she dragged him out, and he turned around and looked at her, and she was like, I don't understand what just happened. <laughs> like, he, like, he's not going to feel her, her hands on yeah. his ankle. But I mean, like, in other instances, like, where people have interfered on behalf of, like, their tag team partner in the ring, like, they will get disqualified. Yeah. It's just any interference mm -hmm. from any outside party that's not physically involved in the match at the moment. But she didn't, if she'd hit Roman... If she'd slapped oh. Roman, that would have been a DQ, but she interfered with the ref. Yeah, but I've so seen them like, call a DQ on but, someone getting involved with the ref. You know yeah, what but I mean? I've seen them not. Yeah, I, exactly. I That's what I mean. Like, it's just... The ref's allowing them an awful lot of leeway, Yeah, I guess, is one of but those But it gets things. even worse because Triple H brings the sledgehammer into the ring for fucking 10 minutes. Yeah, the, the ref... And the ref just watches it. The ref does not try to take the sledgehammer no. away. He just sort of goes, nah, hey, now, yeah. don't, come on, man. Man, be cool. Yeah. He does not try to take it away, which makes no sense to me. Yeah. Made zero sense. It was very, very strange. Yeah. And, okay, let's talk, let's talk about Roman Reigns accidentally spearing Steph. Yep. So Steph is in the ring now yelling at the ref. Yeah. Triple H is grabbing the ref and the yelling at The match is just well. broken down at this point. Yeah. Reigns, and not in a good way. Like, no. I mean, just, it's, it's kind of like 
when you're holding an armful of Lego and every piece just keeps falling and you're like, oh, fuck, I gotta pick that up. And then you drop more? Yeah. This is what it looked, this is what it was like with me. I was like, I'm really trying to fucking understand this, but every time I try to pick up that piece I don't understand, I'm dropping six more. Triple H is yelling at the ref and grabbing his shirt. Steph is yelling at the ref. Reigns goes to spear Triple H. Triple H moves out of the way and pushes the ref out of the way. So Roman Reigns spears Steph. Yeah. She took it well. It was a good spear. Yeah. I need to unpack a couple things about this. First of all, mm -hmm. the crowd is into that. Yeah. Because Steph, we talked about this before, Steph never gets comeuppance. Yeah. So this is apparently Steph's comeuppance, an accidental spear from Roman Reigns. Mm -hmm. That's weird that he's, the one time he's getting legitimately cheered by this crowd is for spearing Steph. Yeah. By accident also. Yeah. Two, no one cares. Yeah. In the match. Yeah. Like, you want to have everything stop mm -hmm. and have Roman, the face, have a look like, oh, holy shit. shit, I didn't actually mean to do that, yeah. you know? Like, obviously he hates Steph because she's been putting him through hell, mm -hmm. but he doesn't react at all. He spears Steph and then he's like, oh, I'm kind of groggy. He should be like, oh, oh shit. that's not what meant to happen. Even Triple H. And Triple H yeah. gets up and attacks Roman, but he, you, there was no, like, he should be, like, hulking up. He should mm -hmm. be like, you speared my wife. And he's just like, I'm still fighting you. It was kind of like. It it, I don't understand. A, what? No one cared. Do you remember at the championship ascension ceremony where Steph gets hit by something it was years ago before when they were unifying the titles mm. and everyone was cheering for it was in seattle oh, yeah. and people were they hijacked the show right, right, for right, dan right. o'brien and then right. a big brawl breaks out uh -huh. and then somehow i can't remember who does it somebody hits steph right and everything just stops yeah like it's like holy shit and hunter's like get the fuck out of here like you just hit <laughs> my wife you know oops yeah right it's like we were all angry but now we've stepped over a line yeah and yeah no one cares yeah it's like oh and so Steph sort of falls out of the ring and hands Triple H the sledgehammer, and the ref doesn't care about yeah. the sledgehammer. Then he goes to attack. What's the actual finish? He gets speared at some point. He, I think Roman Reigns ducks a sledgehammer shot. Yeah, and he, then spears he runs him. the ropes weirdly and ducks the sledgehammer yeah. and then spears Triple H and pins him one, two, three. What a, what a mess. It was just a mess. Yeah. And so there he is, Roman holding high. We were doing this quiz. There was a, like a checklist online where you could put down like guessing who wins the matches or whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh, I got 10 points for uh, the what, what will be the final shot of WrestleMania. Yeah. And I wrote down Roman <laughs> fireworks booze. <laughs> but there were no booze. They certainly did. <laughs> it's pretty noticeable that they turned the crowd down. Yeah. Yeah. So here's what they're doing with Roman Reigns. Because the next night on Raw, Triple H is not there. Yeah. Because he's recovering from this match. You know, okay. Steph is not there, presumably because she's recovering from a spear. They actually don't talk about it. Yeah. You'd think that this would be the night where the authority would be tucking their tail between their legs and licking their wounds. Yeah. But I don't feel like that because Shane's lost. Yeah. The authority, like, Triple H and Steph lost the yeah. title, but they're still in power. Yeah. They still run the show. So it's like, how does, that doesn't feel any different. Mm-hmm. And they're not there. Yeah. But they, there's no... It's not commented on. There's no like, oh, Triple H isn't here because he's you know worn out, or Steph isn't here because she yeah, took, she yeah. took a spear. There's no comment on it. They, they just aren't there. Yeah. Reigns comes out to a chorus of booze because mm -hmm. this is of course is the wrestle. This is the Raw after WrestleMania. Yeah, we need to preface that the Raw after WrestleMania is usually pretty crazy. Yeah, because it's it's all the people. It's all the crazy 
like smarky wrestling fans like us yeah. who traveled to be at WrestleMania because it's always in the same city, right? Because yeah. it's the next day, and who traveled to WrestleMania who are at this thing. So they're the most, they're the loudest, most invested mm-hmm. wrestling fans. And they were awesome all night. Yeah, and so it meant that you know, at the beginning of the show, the Cole and JBL were like, oh, you know, some of the, you know, some of the, uh, you know, this is going to be a crazy night here with you know people being you know rowdy, but you know, haha, we love them. You know, these 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 wacky goofballs who are totally different and unique here at this weird Raw Aftermania who don't represent our normal audience, <laughs> and it's like. That's really disingenuous. And then when Roman Reigns comes out, mm-hmm. JBL, and I don't blame him for saying this because this is obviously a line he was fed. Yeah. He says, of the crowd. Yeah, a very passionate crowd. A crowd that comes in here, follow the world. They boo people they normally cheer, cheer people they normally boo, but they're having a good time and we love every bit of it. We're glad they're here. And it's, that is such an F you yeah. to the fans. That is, that is the thing an asshole would say. That yeah. is so mean-spirited yeah and there was someone in the crowd with a sign that i think sums the whole thing up yeah. which because people realized that they muted the booing at wrestlemania and someone had a sign saying don't mute us we paid for this yeah right yeah <laughs> it's, like, it's like what's the point of even having a show with a live audience yeah if you're just gonna mute them so reigns comes out and i like what they are doing I love, with his character. I, I am not ashamed to say I loved Roman Reigns in this segment. Yeah. Should have happened a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Should have happened a long time ago. But, like we said, give him the belt, rip mm-hmm. off the Band-Aid, yeah. make, the, make the change. Mm-hmm. Get into a new chapter. Yeah. So he comes out and he's like, look, you know, they're booing him. Boy, he comes across like such a dick. Yeah. And he's like, look, I'm not a bad guy. I'm not a good guy. But I'm the guy. Yeah. And you're like, okay, okay, this is interesting. And he's like, who wants to, you know, who, I got this title belt. Who wants this title belt? Yeah. And, you know, people come out and then it sets up the, the uh, Fatal 4-Way that we mentioned earlier in the show. And Sami Zayn comes out and he's like, he is on the ring apron sort of gesturing that, you know, that he wants to get into the title picture. And Reigns just sort of makes this really dismissive yeah. gesture. Like, the sort of the, like, the, on uh, the neck, like, no, and then, like, get out, go away. I think he does it to AJ Styles, too. Yeah. And it's like, okay. Yeah. This kind of, like, smug, asshole, heel-ish, mm-hmm. tweeny kind of face heel, not sure, Roman, this apart from being what you should have done like a year ago, mm-hmm. this is good. This can work. Yeah. Right? Because he was he is never going to work as a face. No. Nope. People are booing him, so make him be a character who's going to be booed. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. I don't know why it had to get to this point, but it's like, okay, cool. So yeah, actually, that's that's what they're doing with him. Apparently he, he did very similarly on SmackDown. Didn't he like leave in the middle of AJ talking? Yeah. AJ, because AJ Style wins the Fatal 4, like we mentioned earlier. Yeah. Um, and I guess I had read that AJ and Roman were in a promo segment together. Mm-hmm. And then while AJ was talking, Roman just, like, leaves. He's like, That's great. You know, like That's great. It's it, it's going to take me a while to, like, really get on board. Just because mm-hmm. I have a lot of emotional baggage for the rest of the storyline. Yeah. And I'm like, do I like Roman now? Yeah. Or do I just like that it's different? Yeah. I'm not sure. But this That's is a thing positive like, change. Wrestling is, like, you just need to... Really take. I mean, it sucks when events like WrestleMania happen and nothing happens. Mm-hmm. 
especially for people that love the storyline aspect of it. Yeah. And moving forward, like if you had, if WrestleMania had been a season finale. Yeah. And you had to wait six months. Ooh. Like the audience would be noticeably upset. Oh yeah! Didn't like Walking Dead just do that? I think so. I guess Something Walking like Dead that. had some cliffhanger. I saw a lot everyone's of everyone's like, "I don't this watch is it." Bullshit! Yeah. <laughs> I don't watch it, but I saw a lot of people were upset. That's the thing about wrestling is like, I mean, they're lucky that they do it this way. Yeah. Because if they didn't, I don't think we'd even have wrestling yeah. on network television anymore. If it wasn't like a week to week thing. But you always kind of have to just okay. Well, I didn't like that, but let's see where they go from here. And I guess that's kind of how they hook you. No matter how bad it is. Yeah. You know? But, uh, <sighs> I don't know. WrestleMania was, I'd give it a solid 6 out of 10. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. There's a lot of really good stuff, but there was a lot of really... Like, I enjoyed watching it, but I had friends and wings and beer. Yeah. <laughs> and, bell, like I said, bell to bell, a lot of the matches were really entertaining. But I spent a, I spent a lot of my time baffled as well. Yeah. Just so confused. Like, like, and yeah. I mean... I don't know how we... Maybe next episode we'll touch I on I want to see where they go with this. I want to see where they go with Shane. I want to see where they go with the authority. Yeah. I want them to try and refine Rain's character a little bit more because yeah. I like the direction that that's going. Yeah. I'm excited to see him and AJ at uh, Payback. Let's yeah. see if AJ can pull a better match out of Reigns than Triple H could because... Mm-hmm. I think that... It's easy to get on board now because this is the most character development we've seen out of Reigns. Right? In like two years. <laughs> yeah. They two need, years. Can they please get rid of the just the, the fatigues and yeah. like the, the, the body armor yeah. and everything else? And it's like the care and yeah, from if he like, came out in trunks, it would be a whiplash. Oh my god. It's like whoop. <laughs> and even going from like a, a character arc to Roman Reigns having all this trouble. All this trouble capturing the world heavyweight title, and then he finally does it on the grandest stage of them all, fair and square, clean, one, two, three. And then the next day he's like, I'm finally the man. And it's like, I don't have to listen to anyone. Mm-hmm. Like, I am, I have proved that I'm the best kind mm-hmm. of thing, like mentality, regardless yep. of what other people think about him. But in his own character's head, I'm hoping this is where they're going with it. It's like, you guys are just kind of not worth my time. You know? That'd be good. I mean, a lot of people disagree with him being a three-time champion in how many months? Like two oh, wow. months? Yeah. He wow. Is, he is a three-time champion since three-time because he won it at Survivor Cities and then Seamus cashed in. Uh-huh. And then he... Oh, and then he beat him the next night on Raw. Right. Yeah. And then he was champion going into Royal Rumble. Yeah. And then he lost it again. Right, he's a three-time champion. And he's a three-time champion That's since weird. Survivor Series. That's weird. A lot of people don't like that, but I'm assuming that from his character's perspective is like, hey, I've won this thing three times, and it took the authority to stop me. Mm-hmm. Why should I waste my time on you guys? Like, AJ, you didn't even win your WrestleMania match. Yeah. Chris Jericho, you're 45. Yeah. Kevin Owens, who are you? Yeah. You know? Sami Zayn? <laughs> Do you exist? Yeah. No one knows. Yeah, okay. Maybe that's where he's, he's just that bought into his own hype. That would be good. You know? That would be, especially if, oh, if they could really blur the reality aspect more a little bit Mm -hmm. and have him actually be, like, bought into the hype, like, his actual backstage hype. He wouldn't be able to because the whole thing has been the authority, air quotes, has been trying to stop him. But it'd be great if he actually was, like, 
I'm here because the company wants me to be here. If he, like, actually used that. Ooh, yeah. It's like, look, I sell merchandise. Yeah. Vince likes me. Yeah. Right? Oh, my God. Not these, not, not, <laughs> not Triple H and Steph, yeah. but, like, Vince this, likes me. Could you imagine if he says, Vince likes me? Yeah. I don't care if you people don't like me. Vince likes me. <laughs> I'd like to see that. Oh, that'd be great. So, I mean, we're recording I mean, on Sunday. That's, WrestleMania was a week ago. We got another Monday Night Raw tomorrow night, so that's we'll see what going, happens. I, I thought they would never put him as a heel. When the Fatal 4-Way was first announced, I was like, man, Jericho or Owens are winning it. Yeah. I mean, they still are going to position the company like they expect Roman to be this big baby face, so they'll put Kevin Owens, who was yeah. a heel, or Chris Jericho. I thought they were going to put Jericho against him. Yeah. But now that they're putting AJ against him, I think they are going with Roman's just going to be... Which is what his character so desperately needs and has done for a while, as we've said multiple times. So, there's WrestleMania. That's it. Yeah. Um, we'll probably cover a bit more. There was some debuts at Anna, or Raw on the Monday. Oh, man. Um, go and watch. Go to the WWE YouTube and watch yeah. Enzo and Cass yes. debuting on Raw. I've watched that video like five times. It's, it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, I'm, ex- I'm. I'm interested to see how they are with not that crowd. Yeah, not but to say that that's the reason why that, it was such a big. No, but that was a great crowd to debut them on because yeah. it will show other viewers of the main roster what to do, what their uh, yeah, what their chants are. Yeah, exactly. So, and I'm, I'm glad that they're they they have gotten better at that, mm-hmm. like letting these people debut in situations where the people watching and the people yeah, just the people watching on TV know like oh well these people all know yeah. this chant that looks like a lot of fun so and when i go and i see them teach that <laughs> yeah <laughs> they look great apollo cruz debuted oh, to yeah. little fanfare yeah. i mean he got like a two second vignette he does, he's a huge guy who does a standing moonsault yep Whew. he's Dang. like bobby lashley and a cruiserweight mixed together it's crazy anyway that's it we'll talk more about that next time yeah but uh until then uh, Adam's on Twitter. Yes, at Wake Up Super. Graham's on Twitter. At Graham underscore LRR. Yes. And now you'll be finishing your year of streaming before this goes out. Yeah. But you'll probably stream occasionally? Yeah. I, I, I don't, don't need to put know. you on the spot. Yeah. His Twitch is twitch.tv slash cbats. Yeah. It's been a... Give him a follow. Yeah, give me a follow. It's yeah. been a good year. It's taught me a lot. I don't know moving forward if it's something I want to pursue actively. Fair enough. But we'll see. Who knows? Yeah. And uh, this podcast, as with our other stuff as well, is brought to you by you, your kind support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash loadingreadyrun. Please check that out, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Yeah. WrestleMania! WrestleMania? (laughs) (laughs) Bye, everybody. Bye.